Yeah, the nerf. You know. Oh, oh the, the nerf. nerf. Oh god, is there a respawn rant this week? Oh you sir, you've oh. seen you see this is partially why I just left Twitter to Twitter because I knew we had our own Twitter representative here in studio with us. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, 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 it's I went it's not a long the... one. It's just a very short. Fine, just fine. Like... At least you've given people the idea if they know that the rant is coming. So it's it's coming in the show. It's not always a rant. Sometimes it's just a, a strong opinion that lasts for a couple of sentences up to Look, a paragraph. We can't call it a respawn grumble. It has to be a respawn rant, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, you. You've drawn that line a long time ago when you started shouting, so we can't tell people otherwise. Fine, fine, fine. Golly, it's driving a freaking river. He's just very sad about the hunters having to go back to tether, and then people using the whatever strat they use before. Not really. Not really. Things. I mean, if anything, I'd be happy that the hunters are even more so useful. The only downside is is now, well, actually, not even then. I was going to say that you know, uh, let's not get into it. Let's not get into it. This no, is right, right, fine, 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 fine. This is the opening of the show. So this is where I say, let's roll the intros. Abashi and welcome to Two Titans and Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast are dedicating bringing you all the latest information, news and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran pirates alike, where we share tips, tricks and tools to help you succeed and enjoy hornswoggling your booty even more. So with all that said, let me introduce you to me ragtag crew. The scurvy sea dog parody. The son of a biscuit eater. No one respawns in real life. And me, your captain, for this treacherous voyage. Night demon. Arr. Oh, dude, speaking of alliteration, you brought this up. Uh, at work, we're losing two of our senior techs. And I was like, does that mean I can start getting paid senior tech money? And then my my travel agent, she she speaks up and she goes, when you start to read the schedule properly, then we'll talk about senior pay. And I was like, ha, joke's on you. There's nothing in my contract that says I have to be literate. And both of my bosses go, uh, Rick, we need to put that in the contract for future employees. <laughs> I was like, ha, uh, gotcha. Uh, anyway. It's good to know. You're nothing if not consistent, <laughs> right, dude? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's nothing in my contract says anything about literacy. That's that's it's their fault, honestly, right? To let I mean, come on, right? Well, there's something in my contract that says that next week in Destiny, no, no, no. <laughs> he cut you. That was a great segue, and he just said nope. Because yeah. nope. <laughs> we do this every week, you always forget the intros. No matter how uh, many times you, we... You rolled you, the intro. You literally no. said, we're going to roll the intro, and then you rolled the intro. You can't tell me we have to roll the intro and then do an intro. You can't no, You can't I sit can. here in your, in your ivory football pitch winning tower, surrounded by all of your things, looking out upon your vast empire, and tell me, Night Demon, over there, sitting in your kingdom in the sky... You're here to tell us about Destiny. The Brits you can't tell me that's that Respawn has somehow made it back home into the swamps of Florida for whatever is left. It's very unclear down there. I assume it's kind of like the throne world. No one responds in real life. He's down there, which is also truthful. Mm. And and I'm here, just slightly north of him, in, in the giant nuke zone. When the nukes fall, we'll die in the blast, not the fallout. Uh, I am parody. 
So we have an action-packed show for you this week. Action-packed shows. Packed full of useful information. What? Useful is a strong word. You know it's big when Respawn has read the twelve. I did. See? There you go. Only because Night Demon made me. (laughs) (laughs) Requested. Let's be honest. Did I do it by choice? No, absolutely not. We added it to the contract. Ha ha. Ha ha. So let's not waste any time this week in being pirates or cowboys or ghosts or ghouls or anything else. That goes for you, Respawn. Can we be a titan and titan and a hunter? Is that okay? Yes, uh, that is absolutely fine. Can we be a warlock? Even that, that's fine. Okay. Token warlock. So let's get into next week in Destiny. I, much like Alakul, have been defeated in trying to read next week in Destiny, but he will be defeated in the Lightblade Nightfall. You can enjoy bonus Crucible ranks when Rift returns. And Rift, if you've played Iron Banner, you know how Rift works. If you played Destiny 1, you know how Rift works. But what happens if I didn't play either of those? How does Rift work? That's the game where you and your five best friends spawn in against a group of six best friends, and you're all going to run together to a point in the map to try to pick up a ball, and then you're going to take that ball and try to take it to your opponent's zone to slam that ball into the hoop. It's like full-contact basketball, and if you you somehow end up tied at the end of full-contact basketball, then you get multi-ball pinball full-contact basketball, and it's wonderful. But yeah, it's it's pick up the ball, take it to the place. It's a purely objective-based game. And you kill each other to, in order to progress the ball. And if that yeah. doesn't strike your fancy, we have Crucible Labs where there is zone control. So it's another objective-based game mode where there are zones. You need to, instead of take the ball there, you need to take yourself there, stand in the zones. Let the little number go up, and then the zone says, you captured me, I am yours, we're in love forever. Then you go take the next zone. You can go take other people out with you. You need to kill them to capture the zones, but you only get points. Or capturing zones, not actually getting kills. So two very objective game modes this week. Your pinnacles are going to be the Deepstone Crypt Raid and the Grasp of Avarice. <gasps> Deepstone, let's go! Yo, I'm Sherpa in this week. Who wants a piece? Oh, you heard it here first, guys. Respawn is Sherpering. Now, Respawn, what is the exotic that people can farm from this week's Pinnacle Raid? It is going to be the rocket launcher that has a lot of eyes in the name. Okay. It shoots multiple tracking rockets at one time. And if you expect me to remember the name, you're in the wrong place. You own it. You're probably in the game. Have a quick look at it. Okay. (laughs) It's not the 1,000 eyes. No, no. no, That's 1K voices. Eyes of... Eyes of... Tomorrow. There you go. Highs of tomorrow. So, yes, when it's a pinnacle raid, apparently you can play that over and over again. It doesn't lock you out of, is it once per character, you get a chance at the exotic to drop. If it's the pinnacle raid that's up for that week, you get a chance to get that exotic as many times as you can try and play it. And the more times that you play a raid, apparently there is a protection drop drop rate that increases that... Once you play it again and again and again, you get more of a chance to get the exotic to drop at the end of the raid. There is an exception, though. Is there? Yes. The normal drop rate is, I think, 2.5% or 
or two percent. So it's like two or two point five percent during the the weeks where it's the featured raid. That percentage gets cut in half because you can farm it. Therefore, okay. it makes it harder to farm. Make, that makes sense, and it also makes it kind of fair. You know, some of the raids, like the Deep Stone Crypt, that's been out for quite a while, and you have people like Respawn that are offering Sherpas. I don't know how he's going to do that. He needs a whole team, but he's going to Sherpa people. Oh, you think it's hard to find a team for DSC? Oh, that's a no, no, I'm not saying raid, that. Dude. I'm not saying that. Also, with your Pinnacle Dungeon being the Grasp of Avarice, if you can get it, this would be the week to play it to then farm for the armor, which is the, I can't remember what the name of the armor is, but it gives you an extra mod slot at the end for doing the master version. Is it? Um, Artifice no, armor? That's it. I knew it was something along the same of, of Avarice. Of, of, uh, yeah, that word. But it gives you an extra mod slot. It doesn't give you any more like spaces for, it's not like it will go plus past 10 in your power that you can increase it but say if you wanted to put every champion mod on you have a chance to put like a barrier an unstoppable and overload all on that one piece of armor so gauntlets are a good one to kind of get for that but each piece that you can kind of get and they are high stat armor as far as i'm aware and I, that's only from what i can remember yep and keep in mind for legendary armor the maximum stats are 68 i believe and exotic stats are 70, 71, or 72. So if you see that 68, that's the best you're going to get. Next up, our week eight challenges. We have Antiquarian 8. Return the eighth relic to the helm. Also defeat champions across the system. Champions defeated in Catch Crash and Expedition will award bonus progress. We'd like eight relics placed in total. Over the last couple of weeks, that's it. That's what you need to do. And 25 champions. That will give you repute, challenge XP plus. Sextant Navigation 2. Collect map fragments and treasure coordinates throughout the system. Map fragments can be obtained by completing Catch Crash. And treasure coordinates can be acquired from ritual activities. So there's like 160 map fragments and 1,600 treasure coordinates. That will give you repute and challenge XP plus. Barrage. Defeat champions and bosses in Catch Crash. And they'd like 12 of those. That will give you challenge XP. Pinnacle. Reach the pinnacle level by earning pinnacle rewards. And they would like you to reach 1580 in your light without your artifact. This is just your gear. But that will reward you with challenge XP and some bright dust. Hold the trigger. Calibrate machine guns, scout rifles, and sidearms. Rapidly defeating combatants and defeating guardians will award bonus progress. 180 defeats are needed to progress this. That will give you challenge XP++ and some bright dust. And then our final challenge for week 8 is Intended Mischief. Acquire the Gambit Ornament for Crime Mutiny. And that will give you challenge XP++ and bright dust. So up next for week 8 are our Lost Sectors. So if you are searching for any exotic armor pieces in the game, each day has a selected lost sector across the system, which you can go to. Outside there will be a flag that you can then load up and go into the lost sector and complete. You can either do it legendary or master. Legendary is a little bit easier to do with less champions and lower light. Master, higher light, a lot harder but it's meant to be a bit more of a guarantee to get an exotic to drop from the chest at the end. 
there will be champions in there so do check the flag outside or you can check the links to lost sector today and blueberries gg lost sectors for whichever lost sector is up that day and what the burns are and what the champions are do make note that if you're a new player though you do have to have run through the lost sector beforehand before it will show up as a flag outside so for next week monday the 10th of october is the k1 crew quarters over on the moon giving exotic chess pieces and that'll be the day for you hunters out there to go and get your geofalcons habuken chess piece that's the one uh pv shifty in our show notes has a guide for you to how to get through that tuesday the 11th of october would be the k1 logistics over on the moon again giving exotic helmets so you warlocks out there fallen sun star surf and twerk has a guide for you in our show notes for that day wednesday the 12th of october will be the k1 communion also on the moon giving exotic legs so any exotic legs that you're chasing that'd be the day for you to go and collect them pv shifty has a guide in our show notes thursday the 13th will be the sky dock over on the edz giving out exotic arms so that would be the day for you titans if you haven't got it yet go and get your point contact cannon brace Legionist has a guide for you in our show notes. Friday the 14th is the Scavenger's Den over on the EDC, giving out exotic chess pieces. Hunters again for your Geofalcons. <laughs> PV Shifty has a guide for you for that one. Saturday the 15th is the Quarry again on the EDC, giving exotic helmets. Warlocks, Fallen Sunsar. Monkish Jam's got a guide in our show notes. Sunday the 16th will be the excavation site 12 over on the EDZ giving out exotic legs. Monkish Jam again has another guide for you in our show notes. Back round to Monday the 17th of October will be the concealed void over on Europa giving out exotic arms. Point contact cannon brace for the Titans if you haven't got it or any other arms. And PV Shifty has a guide in our show notes for those. So your Eververse for week eight. Starting on the 11th of October for your Bright Dust offerings next week, we have the Spherical Reminations, which is your exotic emote, and that will set you back 3,250 Bright Dust. TD Shell, which is your exotic ghost shell for 2,850 Bright Dust. We have a legendary transmat effect, which is the Catch Flight Entrance for 450 Bright Dust. A very tasty looking shader called the Jackarina, which is 300 Bright Dust. Do recommend picking that up because it has a hidden colour of blue in there. Looks fantastic on some weapons and some armour. Next we have a Take a Seat, which is a multiplayer emote, exotic one, for 3,250 Bright Dust. The Fancy Hat Roll, which I do rock. And I, again, I'm copying Destiny Fun Police. He rocked it quite a lot. That's 700 Bright Dust. It's a legendary emote. The Skiff Scribble Shell, which is your exotic ghost shell, which is 2,850 Bright Dust. We have the Saint's Vocation Exotic Ship for 2,000 Bright Dust. Next up, we have the class ornaments for the Fortnite armor this season. So we have the Eternal Vengeance Cloak for the Hunters, the Knightly Noir Mark for the Titans, and the Painted Kitson Bond. For the warlocks they will all be 1600 bright dust next we have the pseudoscience exotic weapon ornament for the wave splitter and that will be 1250 bright dust and then finally the legendary ghost projection the stasis projection for 1500 bright dust 
so there you go that is your bright dust offerings for next week and don't forget you can still purchase stuff from the eververse store using real world money to purchase silver bundles but what you want to make sure that you're doing is doing your challenges because they give you out your bright dust as i told you earlier and your bounties each day so when you know you're going to be able to get on grab some bounties because they do have bright dust on there and if you turn in eight bounties to each vendor so to drifter shacks and zavala you will also get a pile of bright dust i think it's 120 bright dust from each vendor so if you do that per character on each vendor each week it all adds up and it all helps and then the repeatable ones also give you i think it's 10 bright dust per bounty so you know you can save up quite a bit of money there or bright dust so there you go that's all the important stuff get you started for next week in destiny i'm not looking forward to any of those mm -mm. Mm -mm. If I can't get it passively and I have to go out of my way to get it, I don't want it. So before we get into the twelve, I know Parody is chomping at the bit. He is. To tell also, us about... did you just call him a horse? No. You no. said chomping at the bit. Horses yeah. have a bit. You just called him a horse. Are you no, telling I me I can't chomp at my own bit? I'm not, I'm not telling you how to live your life, Parody. I'm just finding out whether or not our esteemed leader here called you a horse. No, I can be a horse if I want to be. Uh, nobody's saying you can't move on. It sounds like you are. No, so, I'm asking if he's calling you that. No, I'm not telling you, you life choices, bro. Uh, You're fired. Can I fire him? I'd like to fire him. Yeah, you'll if, fire. If you do, you have yeah, to then take bit. over the show prep. Okay, that's gonna be too bad. You say okay. We know that's not okay. <laughs> What? I can take it over. Nobody said I had to do a good job at it. Man, y'all leave all these things out for me to just kind of take advantage. So before we get to the 12, there was a hotfix 6.2.0.7. Quite a short little one. Little bitty one that Parody can tell us about. I will, with the help of my buddy Ivan, who says, Ooh. hey, there's some seasonal activity content. Um, there was an issue where players were blocked from completing the season 18 intro mission if they lost connectivity during the activity. Fixed it. The issue where the deep sight modded weapon from the hidden compartment crew upgrade wasn't appropriately refreshing at the week upgrade, or I'm sorry, the weekly reset. Fix that too. To alleviate the pressure in acquiring seasonal plunder weapon patterns, the double weapon perk spoils crew upgrade will now give you a deep sight modded weapon the first time you focus a weapon each week. Note that this change nice. is not yet reflected in the upgrade in description in game, so it'll work, no, but it won't not. tell you it'll work yet. That, which is a real pain because you get the choice of that and you think, why do I want to pick a weapon from the star map that says it's just going to give me a double perk? I would rather get a guaranteed red border weapon. I wish there was a node on here that said guaranteed red border weapon. Oh, I'm not going to pick that one because there's no point because I don't want double perks. I want to be able to craft my own. That is handy to know. What if uh, you can get a red border weapon that also has double perks? Eh? Eh? Yeah, but you, yeah, you want a red bordered weapon so that, that you can also has double extract the pattern to then craft it. No, I'm not. I don't care about the the double perks because I want to craft a weapon. <laughs> I, I want, want to make it both the best of, of the best. Yeah, and you're gonna get it. You're, you're getting two for one. The game just doesn't tell you that. Exactly. Which, which also probably explains why, when the when the patch went live, the first time you logged on the game, suddenly you had weapon patterns finished that you definitely did not have finished before. 
Yes, and they don't say that in this um, patch notes, did they? They really don't. So they, they definitely, you know, I guess, either retroactively counted them or boosted the numbers or whatever it was they did. Because I logged in... Day was Tuesday, well, if you recall, and had three recall, new patterns finished that I did not have finished before. If you recall, at the beginning of the season, they said that they were going to change the number of patterns necessary for some some weapons, right? So yeah, they'd already done that. Yeah, th yeah, they did that at the beginning of the season, not yeah. yet in this week's patch. Maybe they missed some. I don't know. They would. They would never. I'm trying to give would... them the benefit of it out because I'm a little upset at them at the moment. We we can hear with the clickety clackety. Can you? Yeah. What is going on well, with that? You never could hear it before. Well, we have not fixed an away. issue with the response keyboard. We, ha we have fixed an issue with the reactive pulse mod providing a permanent overshield. Um, weapons. Oh, oh dear, sweet weapons. Fix an issue where Eager Edge can be used multiple times in a single activation. Also, where people were completing the new Season 18 crafting quests failed to have the patterns triumph acquired. I'm sorry. Fix an issue where the completing the Season 18 crafting quests failed to have the patterns triumph unlocked when acquiring the weapon patterns. They fix an issue where the brightness of the effect that appears when you damage yourself with the final round of Touch of Malice's round of the magazine, so it's less bright now. Uh, the Cry Mutiny, the Seasonal Gradient Launcher, has a mislabeled ornament name, so that's been fixed. The, war, the Legacy War Table Weekly Challenge was unavailable. It is now available. It now requires defeating champions in the PSYOP Battleground for a powerful reward. And finally, if you um, were playing with people with Chinese characters in their names, they were unable to play on Microsoft Store platforms. So, <laughs> I don't know if that just means all of Xbox, the weird way that's worded, but uh, yeah. And that's your random that. hodgepodge of fixes. Yeah, because suppose it was on uh, Xbox Game Pass for PC as well as it was for kind of normal Xbox, so... It's mm. on. It's on Epic. It's on Game Pass or the the PC version of the of Microsoft as well as Steam. It, it's in all the places. Yes, that's what we're wondering what they call the what they refer to as the Microsoft Store platform. It's like, does that just mean any way you can download a thing to then download Destiny? Possibly. Yeah, just just weird wording. But again, Chinese characters. So if you have if you have no Chinese characters in your name, uh, you should be fine and be able to play on all the platforms. I think it's time to get into this week's TWAB brought to us by the finalists for the AAA Community Manager of the Year Award. The dun, 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 dun. Dirty F and Hippie. Dirty F and Hippie. So this week at Bungie, we're talking about some upcoming material changes, diving deep into some player-submitted questions with our weapons team, and addressing some of the misinformation floating around regarding recent account bans. What's that? That's not respawn. No, that's us. That's the sound of some exciting change. Wow! <laughs> but we'll get there first. So, what about the here and now? You may be wondering, and glad you did that. The wondering parts, as they say. For the immediate future, we're able to share a closer look of the upcoming economic changes coming to Destiny 2 for season 19 next week, with bigger, more core changes around the corner. There are a few areas that the team is tightening up to prepare, but before we offer a small taste of what's to come, we want to take a moment and talk about the recent account bans. It's a sensitive issue, and mm. we want to be transparent and ensure that the information you have is correct. So, now over to Bungie Bungo at Bungie News for this week's top story. 
Good evening. Tonight's top story, everything is awful. I apologise, that appears to be the wrong headline. Bungie say sorry. Yes, you heard that correctly. Bungie has come out in this week's TWARP to issue a formal apology. In the wake of the events of the past week where D2 players were receiving surprise account bans, culminating with the D2 gunsmith website guy Dre taking to Twitter to vent his frustrations and ending with him uninstalling the game, Bungie this week has come forward to apologise for making a few mistakes. A statement from the security team in this week's TWARP reads as follows. Before getting into explanations, we apologise to impacted players up front. Our job is to protect our players, and our team unfortunately did the opposite this past week. When mistakes are made, transparency is important. We hope the information below, vague as it may be, in order to avoid teaching cheap developers about our systems, provides an insight into what happened. During the development of one of our cheater detections, a combination of requirements were set for banning particular class of cheaters. We utilise specific signatures that those types of players generate. Early last week, we started seeing an increase in appeals and began investigating. Once we identified the programme with the signature, we immediately unbanned anyone we could identify as impacted. We then began reviewing recent security actions with a fine tooth comb and continue to unban people based on a review of appeals and our own investigations where appropriate. Here are some of the points to consider when discussing the most recent wave. The number of accounts caught cheating in other ways is much larger than those impacted by the mistake described above. Looking at just this new detection, which itself is a fraction of all the security actions that take place, approximately 60 accounts were false positives. This mistake was a result of human error. We worked as quickly as we could to identify and rectify it. We sincerely apologise for the anxiety and uncertainty this caused. Unbans began to occur within 24 hours of the first indication of a problem. Anyone who has appealed against their ban and subsequently been unbanned has received a direct response to their appeal indicating that reversal. We have several ways of detecting cheaters in Destiny 2 and those unbanned were those affected by the specific error mentioned above. If a player finds themselves banned in the future, they were detected by one of our other methods. We can confirm that there is a lot of misinformation being passed around regarding why a person may be banned or unbanned. In instances, when an unban happens, players who were knowingly cheating insert themselves into these conversations to try and get their own bans overturned. Please utilise the Bungie ban appeal process so that they can follow up with the individual accounts. So there you have it. Bungie apologises. Unfortunately, this may be too late for some players. Do you think this was fair of Bungie to respond like this? Did you receive one of those bans? Or know someone who has been banned? We would like to hear from you. But for now, I'm Bungie Bungo for Bungie News. Our new co-host, Bungie Bungo, doing, doing great work in his uh, reporting debut. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Have you guys got any thoughts on the bands? Uh, I mean, I, I said it before the the one streamer that we that, that's been doing a lot for the community as a whole. He stopped playing Destiny over uh, the mistake of a band, right? Not not a streamer. 
Are you talking about the guy behind D2 Gunsmith? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the creator uh, of, D2, of the site D2Gunsmith.com. Yeah, I mean, he he's done so much for the community, and it's it's he. I would think he's probably irreplaceable as far as like, you know, helping the community goes. The only person that's probably done more than him is the guys that are behind Dim, right? Um, and to lose him as a Destiny player, I think kind of hurts because of these bans. Now, I I think he might have overreacted. They did reinstate his account. I don't know how long it took them to do that. That might be why he's upset. But Bungie's been saying, uh, I've read somewhere that Bungie takes a couple of months, that's plural, to reinstate an account after it's been physically reviewed by a human instead of their bot thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but if, if you read the TWAB or listened to Bungie Bungo with his um, report, he explains that it was literally done within 24 hours. People they, they noti- As soon as they noticed what was going on, within 24 hours, they disabled whatever the thing was and they were reenacting. Yeah, in this instance, but this isn't the only instance where somebody was mistakenly banned. But okay. Sure. Oh no, that was that was something else uh, a while back. Okay. okay. And they do they do kind of briefly touch on that with people pretending that they were banned for the same reasons other people trying to just mm-hmm. jump on the bandwagon. Bandwagon. I, I get that. Yeah, and you know if you get banned accidentally, obviously let Bungie know that it. They're not a bunch of robots over there. You know, they're a bunch of titans, but they're not robots, right? So they will listen to your feedback, and they will personally review accounts that say that, oh, I was banned mistakenly, and they will decide whether or not you're lying to them or not. And if you're lying to Bungo, and you are a cheater, then I hope they double ban you. So, no. What makes me laugh is that I could have been banned since the last time I played, because I haven't been on in about two days so i could have been banned and unbanned in that time and i wouldn't have even noticed yeah no way to know yeah, the, yeah. And, and that's one thing bungie said is basically you know hey i mean the whole cheating anti-cheating is a cat and mouse game you know we put things in place clearly there was an issue with the thing we put in place whatever metrics it was using to try to try to catch people was saying you know obviously it was catching people incorrectly and that's unfortunately just one of the side effects of building an anti-cheat system um, they did say, you know, it was only 60 people. They've unbanned those people. And I did say, you know, they do link to their unbanned process. So, again, if you have been banned and you're going, hey, I was one of these people or I think I was one of these people, I was banned incorrectly, they have a link to their unbanned process and they make a, t- a point of saying, one, be honest with us. Don't lie to them. They've got the logs. They've got the metrics. They can tell They can tell what you're up to. If you were like, I wasn't doing anything, and they were like, no, clearly you had these six things installed on your PC, sir. We know what you're doing. Well, it's but not even say, that. These, these bans also... were because of net limiting. That, that's what this this this, no, this not wave that... of bans was was uh, to get rid no. of a lot of these net limiters. Not necessarily. Well, that <laughs> okay. Community says otherwise, but okay, sure, whatever. But yeah, I mean, they they absolutely were trying to get rid of a lot of these net limiters after that interview that Asacross had with actual cheaters talking about this. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's a thing. It's a problem. Bungie took steps to, you know, address this issue. Yeah, they got some people accidentally that shouldn't have been banned. Sure, it happens. But, you know, this is a process. This isn't this isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. You know, it takes a while to perfect algorithms to detect who exactly is doing what, when, where, and how. And even then, the what, when, where, and how is constantly evolving. So if you get accidentally banned, you know, it sucks. But try not to get super butthurt about it and just let Bungie know, hey, this is a mistake. 
And if they ignore you, well, then you get butthurt and play Overwatch 2 or something. But the thing is, I think I think maybe Dre did a bit overreact, and I think it was probably a combination of the, the pressure of keeping the site up. And, it, I mean, as he said, you know, it gives him a good excuse to take a break. Yeah. But I think... I think he he kind of overreacted with a 24-hour ban, even a 48-hour ban. Now, if it had been like some of the other people that we'd heard that were banned for like what was it six months, that Ooh. they were they they recently went, oh, you know, we'd had made a mistake. Those people I could completely understand. If it had gone on longer than a season, so that I couldn't get back on to do a season, I would be upset at that point because there's no way that Bungie could then retroactively say, oh, yeah, we'll just complete all these things for you and give you these things. I mean, if they did, that would be a great reward. If I, if I bought a season and missed out on an entire season because they got banned, they better give me the seasonal exotics, right, and autocomplete the triumphs that come with it. Damn straight. At a minimum, you know? That's, that's <laughs> what I would personally expect. But if I'd missed out on that season, I think at that point, that would then be the, the tipping point for me. A 24 hour, 48 hour, even a week, I could probably put up with. I mean, hell, my wife would probably love it. <laughs> well, that happens to you all the time anyway. You outsource to your children to do things for you. No, I don't. Uh, I did that once with Gambit a long time ago. Uh, I'm surprised Deacon's not over there just like trying to get you banned, trying trying to mess with the routers, trying to figure out how this net limiting works. Right. <laughs> that's the only thing I wanted to mention is is when you go to Bungie's unbanned page, you know, the, obviously the first thing that they, is, they say is be honest with us. But the, the, but the second thing is they call out says, if you are abusing a game bug, give us detailed instructions on how to reproduce the bug. If we can verify the bug, we are much more likely to overturn your ban or restriction. So you yeah. know, if you're saying, hey, I'm playing the game and I'm just taking advantage of a bug I found, let them know about it. Because, you know, they could what, what they could be seeing is, you know, weird activity that looks like you're hacking, cheating, whatever. But if it's, hey, it's a bug in your game, they're going to own up and say, oh, it's a bug in our game. You know, you're right. We will unban you. Because I'm sure people are out there going, Oh my god, but I was just using a bug and I got banned. And they've also said there's a ton of people jumping on the I was banned unjustly. How dare you do this to me? And it's like, no, you were mm. absolutely cheating. They've they they've re replied to a couple of those people. I remember the last time this went on, I think like the in the forum or whatever they replied, and they were like, No, no, you were using this piece of software. It was on your machine. Don't mess with us. We know what you're up to. Because BattleEye, I mean, I don't like I don't know how BattleEye works exactly, but it gives them access to a lot of processes in your PC. So don't think you can be like, I wasn't doing this. They know. They've got logs. They probably have a list of what software is installed. Like, they they have ways to know this stuff. They know the numbers, yeah. Yeah. Like, like they control the horizontal. They control the vertical. They control nice. the systems. You can't just say, oh, I wasn't doing this. They're going to go, here's the logs to say otherwise. Or actually, they don't even need to because they just say, you're lying to us. We're done. Goodbye. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, our friend of the show, Cheese Forever, is constantly working out with other players, he gets told something's a, a bug or there's a, a glitch or an exploit, and he is constantly playing the game and using these things. I mean, he as we found out a, a couple of weeks ago, you know, he does report these things to Bungie. Sometimes if they're game-breaking things, before he'll let the community know, or even not let the community know at all, he hasn't been banned, you know, and he does a lot of this kind of messing with different glitches and different game-breaking um, Jesus, as he puts it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there, there is that fine line of, you know, if it is something that is in the game and you let them know, of course, they're going to kind of unban you. Super but again, noser. if you look at Cheese Forever, <laughs> not been banned. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, that being the case, remember a while back, Bungie did a funny thing where 
they said, like you were talking about, they called out the cheaters, but then they were showing videos of like, oh yeah, well you were doing this, right? And they were calling them out and then showing what they were doing and why they were banned. And I was like, that's excellent. Like, not only did they call them out, but they're like, yeah, okay, so you're telling me you didn't do this if while they had a video of them doing that? I was like, yo, what? <sighs> that's funny. Anyway. So we're going to now. We are going to Weapons, I Am Your Father. The system design team? Probably. You were going to do this next bit, weren't you, Respawn? Yeah. Which is about the full auto stuff. Yeah, Respawn Re mm -hmm. was going to join our test engineer, Taylor, our design intern, Alex, Destiny designers, Brandon and Vivian, associate designer, Mercules, senior designer, Mercules. George, and senior design lead, Chris Proctor, with giving us all the information from the weapons team. Agreed. And we mean all the information. So Respawn has lots of full auto thoughts, so here are Respawn's full auto thoughts in full auto form. Well, it's only because he's been... Where is this mod? Where is this mod? Yeah, you promised it to me, you wouldn't have mod. Literally, you know? for the whole year, it, when he remembers it, it comes in his brain, or somebody writes full auto in the, the 12. <laughs> no, it's always in my brain, because like I have all these scout rifles, and I want to make full auto, man. Yeah. That gone. Yeah. Take don't, it away, then, Respawn. Don't Tell come people. at me. Like, you don't want full auto weapons, too? Anyway. I Look, there's no know. denying that Destiny has some pretty sweet tools for Guardians to kick butt and take names with. From flashy purple magic to awesome, all-helpful divinity for support. <laughs> there's a seemingly endless line of badass gadgets our Guardian, in our Guardians arsenal. Our weapons team has been talking about different weapon changes and philosophy. And now they're back to tackle some of the most asked questions we get regarding that new pew-pew power. So... When the full auto setting arrives for all weapons, are you still going to keep the full trigger system mod as an option? It's kind of nice to have the flexibility without making every weapon full auto. Yes, there are no plans to remove it. The full auto trigger system mod is not going away. Ooh. What will replace the full auto trigger system on exotics that have it as a perk when the new accessibility feature goes live? Uh, well, we don't want to inadvertently make these things stronger in PvP. So the goal here was to replace Full Auto with something fun and thematic, but more useful in PvE than PvP. So PvE is actually getting the better roles here, right? Okay, here we go. Please, here are some examples. More. Huh? Please explain some more. Well, for example, we have the Traveler's Chosen. That has replaced the Full Auto Trigger System and the Catalyst with surplus Ooh, that thing's getting a hell of a buff right there vigilance wing replace full auto trigger system in the catalyst with ensemble ew and no time to explain replace full auto trigger system with feeding frenzy <laughs> that's gonna be fun um uh but yeah so that that's it and and then we have <sighs> Is is this where is this where we play the music for the response rant? So regarding the divinity, we'll 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 say what Bungie says first, and we'll go then we'll go. Okay. Okay. Divinity. Note that encounters are built around players having access to being able to weaken, as many folks have theorized. We don't believe that des that divinity. This is important, everybody. We don't believe. That divinity in its current state is actually a balance problem. All right? 
this is important. One more time. We don't believe that destiny, God damn it, that divinity in its current form is actually a balanced problem. And when you say we, you're talking about Bungie there. Yes, this is coming from Bungie, okay? I.e., again, it's not necessarily too strong in isolation. In isolation. Mm. Divinity in its current form actually is not a balanced problem, and it's not too strong in isolation. Mm -hmm. Two things right there. Very, very, very important things to remember. Because they go on to say, Divinity is incredibly dominant in in-game PvE because it trivializes aiming precision weapons and has an extremely high uptime per weekend. This being said, have you ever tried to shoot Rolk in the face without it? But the, I don't think they're saying that you can't still use it to shoot Rolk. Yeah, no, no. Hold on. Just, you shush. Shush. I don't need rationality right now. You stay out of this. You need some rationality right now. All right. The most important issue is that Divinity is granting a 30% weaken that sucks the air out of the room for all other weakened sources, such as Tether, Tractor Cannon, and we don't want to power creep past Divinity to make them interesting. Okay. With this in mind, we've been looking at Divinity for a while now and have tested a variety of changes in Season 19 over the last few months, landing on reducing Divinity's weaken from 30 to 15. Okay. 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 So, 30 to 15% not world ending. Okay? No, good. I will give them that. They could have completely nerfed its identity like they did with the auto rifle that changes elements that supposedly had no fall off and now it does, right? Um, Oh, I I still got killed by that in um, trials the other week. It doesn't matter. They changed its identity. They they, they, they changed the weapon that its lore disagrees with the weapon now. That still drives me nuts. If you're interested, he's talking about hard light. Yes. <laughs> so, Bungie themselves affirm in two separate spots that divinity is not a problem, and yet they nerfed it anyway. Question is why, right? You you know exactly why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we know why. It's because Bungie. This is what Bungie does. Something becomes the go-to uh, thing. They're gonna adjust it. That's what they've done to D2 day one? No. No, no, no. They even said it's not a problem. They even said twice it's not a problem. Divinity's not a problem. Right. If it's not and a problem. They're still, saying, it twice. they're still saying that you can use it. Not never it twice, damn it. How you want it, they're just reducing the weaken effect from Yeah, but the to- only reason they're even doing that. Okay, so the first the first plot of is the fact that they've been looking at this for a while now. That's a damn lie. That is a damn lie. No, they nerfed it because a YouTuber, they nerfed it because a popular YouTuber cried about it. Sir, no. you, you know enough about technology. You know, you know, they did not do this in a week or two weeks. You know, they didn't stick this on the sprint schedule. This? Said, let's, let's readjust Yo, this. All they have to do is go week. into the function that says Divinity does 30% damage and change that 30 to a 15. Boom. Done. Just before before you carry on, have a quick look in your response report roundup to look at the last tweet that I've put in there for you to go. No, over. I saw that last night when you put it in there, and I disagree with it. I still smell. B- I don't care. This this is coming from the same person that has put this week's trial together. 
And what you don't think that they're gonna cover their butts so that Dungey so that Bungie doesn't look like it caters to the freaking top one percent? It, it that's this isn't catering to the top one percent. <laughs> Disagree. This was not on anybody's radar until he said something about it, and now no, after no. he said something about it, a week later it gets a nerf. The thing is, he made a. a, a point on twitter that was it he didn't say it needed to be nerfed he just asked a question on twitter he said people, he said it's too powerful is what he said other people just ran with it and said you know he's saying that it needs to yeah, be nerfed. well then if it didn't need to be nerfed you shouldn't have said it was too powerful but because it's not then when you the top one percent of the one percent when you say it's too powerful bungie's gonna pay attention I think at the end of the day, Bungie have been looking at this for quite some time. I believe them. I believe what they're saying, that they've been looking at it for some time. Because it is the go-to. You need to have this in your team. What they're saying now is you don't necessarily need to have Divinity because some people don't have Divinity. Some people haven't run the Garden of Salvation to get Divinity. And I mean, I've, even, I've even said I that. I was like, until about Divinity is not that strong. I've even said this to, I don't know if it was on the podcast, but I've definitely had this conversation with people over the mic. Divinity, we have done raids, even now, this past week, without Divinity. Somebody's like, oh, anybody have Divinity? Dead silence, like, oh, well, here we go. You know, and we just, we did the raid. Sure, it took us one more phase, barely, right? But that's it. It just makes it easier to hit a crit spot. That's all it does. Does it have a debuff? Yes. But the debuff can easily be overcome by a tether. Uh, not the Titan Hammer, because that only lasts like six seconds, and you have to get close to a boss. But th there's lots. A well. Well, a tether, uh, 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 a void grenade from a hunter, right? All these things can, can can weaken the boss. Weakening the boss is not the damn problem. The problem is hitting a head that's bouncing all around the screen. But they're, right? they're not saying that that bit's nerfed. This is what I don't understand why you're getting upset. This bit, that bit isn't being nerfed. I, I'm, I'm being upset because they made a change, even if it was a small change, just to appease a YouTuber. It's like they cater to YouTubers and then come out and say, oh, they're we didn't not. do this for the YouTuber. No, no, we've been thinking about this for a while. Yeah? Really? It's never been in any of your twabs, you know? They, they don't tell... You don't think they have a huge backlog of things they're looking into, things they're changing, things they're working on and testing? And they did say, I mean, this, they did went through multiple iterations of this. It wasn't just like, throw a dart at a dartboard, let's go 30 to 15 and ship it. Let's not go into the text file and change one variable and ship it. It's not that simple. It, 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 it's, it is pretty simple, especially when you look at the bigger picture. Right. Let's let's stop for a second. And take a look at the bigger picture. Right. So Destiny yeah. has a history, and this was brought up by Fallout and Asacross. Right. And I've said this many many times myself. And Destiny has a history of any bug or anything in the game that benefits us as a player is quick to get hit. Right. Mm -hmm. But anything that's 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 against the player, like especially a lot of you that do raids as much as I do, will know that you're not only fighting against raid mechanics, you're fighting against bungee bugs and raid mechanics, right? There are so many bugs that still exist to this day in raids that have not been addressed, right? I mean, look look, look how you can kill uh, the last witch boss, the last witch boss in one phase by, by, by cheesing her, right? There are so many different bugs in this game that haven't been addressed after years of the game being out. But as soon as a bug comes out that benefits us as a player, like, I don't know, Hunters being able to make Titans invincible, which I don't agree with, but there you go, right? It gets immediately nerfed. 
it has to obviously <laughs> but that's just an example right um even even some of the smaller ones like uh i don't know something is recharging faster than it should be right last season for the first time ever they nerfed a freaking uh a mod they said the mods are there specifically to give you the feeling of power in this game that's why they're only seasonal right and even though it was only a seasonal mod they still nerfed it because it was benefiting the players uh more so the hunters and everybody else to a high degree right and here we go this season this season out of the five exotics that we've got, the three armors and two weapons, right? Three of them have been disabled for most of the season. One is a pre-order bonus, though. Fair enough, but it's still... That, that should be even worse. You had to pay $100 to use that. I want to use that. Yeah. I said I haven't paid my $100. But yeah, I think well, the problem is, with, with this, is that it's an unfortunate series of events that that sort greppo posted this and if he hadn't have posted it people wouldn't have kind of associated this coming in the twab with him unfortunately it's just like an unfortunate series of events that that's all i think it boils down to i mean fallout as across other people have said like various different tweets about other different things in the game and you know about six months later Bungie has come out and said something and it's only sometimes that it kind of gets related back to what they have said like six months ago I, I mean I completely agree with them that divinity is is one of those things that they're saying that it it shouldn't be that strong and you can still use it you get the 15% dis like debuff yeah. on things but it gives you the other options of but maybe, do, you, do, you do you know why do you know why they 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 only did the the fifteen percent nerf and not the crit nerf. You know because why, don't you? Tractor cannon give you huh? more. No, because... no, because Bungie has actually built encounters with the things in our arsenal in mind. For example, yeah. Rolk has no hit spot, has no crit spot, right? Yeah. So this has to give him a crit spot. You can still use it to get a crit spot. They're not saying that they're taking that, that away. That's what I'm saying. That's why they didn't do that, because they have built encounters with Divinity in mind. Right. You know, Rolk, Sisters, uh, there's a couple others I had in mind that have slipped out of my mind now, but their encounter is specifically built around the existence of okay. the Divinity. I'm going to take you back, and I don't know if anybody else remembers this, that when they built these buffs and debuffs into the the game they changed the way that that things worked out now what they're ba they haven't kind of explained it here but what they did say previously was whatever the debuff that you've put on a target whatever the higher debuff is will take over so you can still tether that guy to get i think it might be like a 25 percent debuff on him mm -hmm. and use divinity Divinity won't give you no no exclusively wrong because this is another one of the bugs that Bungie hasn't fixed but if listen, you're hitting somebody with divinity and then you hit them with the tether, the tether right. takes precedence. But when that's the tether right. buff is over, the divinity buff does not kick back in. That's, that's one of the bugs I'm Destiny hasn't fixed yet. That's what I'm saying. You could tether him, then use divinity to get the crit shots on him to to utilize the tether. When the tether comes off, don't use divinity. Wait a couple of seconds and use divinity again, or pop another tether. Use a different well. It, whatever it, but it's whatever the higher debuff or buff that you've got right. that's you that's utilized takes out takes precedence so you can still use divinity to get your crit spots 
to get more hits on them. But you, it's whatever you're kind of using, like the tractor cannon, the tether will be to take. But precedent. again, now you're having to play around the bugs, right? No, 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 no. You're not playing around the bugs. You're playing around with still using what's in your no, arsenal. You, you didn't hear what I said. There's a bug that they haven't fixed yet. That when you're using divinity and you pop somebody with a tether, right? The yeah. divinity, even after the tether is no longer functioning, the divinity does not get its damage debuff back. It's bugged. Right. Right. So but you should be able to use divinity to get crit spots. Yeah, but they might touch it when they've when they update the divinity. They might be able to touch that bug. It may oh, yeah. be it may be tied into the point that divinity is giving thirty percent. Give them a bit of time to, to to work it out. Okay, well, like somebody in the chat just said, you know, work it out. How long is it going to take to fix disappearing moats and gambit? Right, things that benefit us. No, no, no. Things that don't we, benefit us. Can we just clarify that? Broken. Can we you just know? clarify that? The disappearing moats in Gambit, we told you about three weeks ago. That is parody. He's collecting all the moats in Gambit. <laughs> We're being serious here. Also, right? don't don't you talk don't you talk to me about bugs in your game. I make Gambit diehard. I have dealt with all of the bugs and all the gambits forever. So you should be on my back with this, dude. Why are you why are you making a wall? Um, you should Sorry. be my Titan breaking through the barrier so I can yell at Bungo, man. For one, um, I haven't said anything about any of this for the most part. <laughs> and two, I, I mean, I would just like them, you know, they're still, you know, I mean, you're, you're completely right with bugs. Bugs need to be fixed. Big bugs yes. need to be fixed. The things in the dungeons where you're, you know, getting killed, uh, the duality dungeon need to be fixed. Game breaking encounters need to be fixed. It's, I also understand that you have a whole, you know, massive list and backlog of things to do in this game and some of them are you know some of them are easy some of them are harder i appreciate whatever visibility we do get into the into the thinking and the planning but can, but can i just say something here about, the hill on. <laughs> i know i know you're, you're you're passionate about this and i know you're passionate about the making sure that we, our guardians stay really powerful respawn but you You've been over this so many times with when they put Whisper of the Worm in the game and then that got nerfed. The exact same way. Oh, my exactly. God. See, um, it, things are put in the game to entice people to come in and play. Whisper of the Worm. Galahorn recently, within a year, mm -hmm. has been nerfed. Mm -hmm. And almost the exact same way they did in D1, too. It wasn't as bad as the D1 nerf, but it's still enough to knock it out of the top. That now but linear sort of thing. Also, what you've got to think about Associate designer Mercules. Mm -hmm. Mercules was on a podcast. You know, was massive he? breakdowns. No. Oh, massive speaking breakdown. of Gallahorn, right? No. <laughs> For one encounter, no, 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 no. About Mercules. No. Yeah, okay, about Gallahorn. About Gallahorn, right? So, talking about bugs, right? Girl. Or not bugs, but working as intended. One encounter in one raid where the Gallahorn is actually the go-to, right? Because the enemies were classified as vehicles and Gallahorn does more damage to vehicles. So one encounter in one raid where you actually use the Gallahorn was too much for Bungie to handle. And they had to change it. So now in that one encounter, in the I, one raid, I, I, you can't even use Gallahorn. No, you've got the wrong rocket launcher there. You you can still use Gallahorn. And also Bungie still has PTSD. We've tried. No. Bungie no. You have to use, the entire team has to use all eight rounds of their Gallahorn to kill one witch. And then you have no ammo for the next witch. Respawn. 
You're what? thinking of the wrong rocket launcher. It was the Wardcliffe coil, which was the only one that was it, treating. No, it was the Gallahorn as well, dude. The Gallahorn got that same nerve. Dude, go play. Whereas you can kill the witches in under four seconds with the Gallahorn. Now it takes all of the entire team's ammo. The Gallahorn was hit. I don't care what you say. I do the raids. I see the results. What's the problem with that? I see that as a challenge. I see that as this isn't going to be a walkover. We are going to need all our ammo to take the out mechanics that are the challenge, dude. Once you get to the witches, the witches shouldn't be hard. The witches should just be boom. No, the witches should be hard. The witches should be able to wipe you if you don't take them down enough. There should be some kind of challenge. It's only to one it. witch that wipes you. Right. The it's one. Right. Well, well, there you go then. Are you shooting the right witch? Yeah. Damn it. Are you playing the right raid? The point <laughs> no, is, is the point is, is again, it, it's just another example of things that we enjoy, things that benefit us. Bungie's quick to nerf. You know, right. go talk just, about your, your Mercury's no, thing. I want to talk about Mercury's. Mercury's was on a podcast, massive breakdowns, all about weapons. Constantly talked about weapons. He's got himself a job at Bungie as an associate designer for the weapons. Okay, this guy knows about weapons, and I'm guessing the whole team that are telling us this stuff know about weapons. They know nothing else about bugs and things in the game. There are separate teams for separate areas. Now, that's the problem, is that maybe the teams that are dealing with the bugs can't deal with the bugs. There's so many bugs, and there's, as we've said before, there's so much spaghetti code of if you undo something here, something else is going to make something worse over there. You know there are different teams for different jobs, and that's the problem, is that when you get a team like this, you're shouting at the wrong people for the wrong job. You should be challenging them for... I'm shouting job. at Bungie. Bungie's making these decisions to hire these people. Bungie is the company that is doing the things I don't like, all right? I don't care who is responsible for it individually. Bungie made the decision to hire that person, yeah. and that person is it's not doing their job. They are. They're doing the job that they were hired to do, which is develop the weapons. Make the weapons feel good. Make the weapons worthwhile. And then nerf them! <laughs> no. They are changing it. And then make that weapon feel good and work in every single solitary place that can exist and will exist in the game. Oh, and yeah. That is and will continue to be always the struggle, always the problem. Mm. You're never going to be able to create things that work well in PvE, in PvP, and every single way, in every single mode you can play this game in. There's going to be outliers, and Bungie has shown they don't want one thing to become the Gallahorn of Destiny 1. If you play Destiny 1 and you attempt to do a raid or any end-level content, it was, get a Gallahorn or we're going to kick you. If you don't have a Gallahorn, why are you even here? I think, if not ex implicitly, I think that's... I think they, they have that or things like that in their mind a lot with Destiny 2. I think they don't want anything to become the one true way to do anything. And they've shown again and again and That's and again. fine, but that's, that's exactly indeed what you, that's not do. the thing that's, that, that's been here, you know? Nobody says you have to have Divinity. Nobody says you have to have Gallahorn. As far as what you're talking about, Destiny 2 has been relatively well-balanced to prevent exactly that. So because right, they've because already achieved that go goal, now they have to micromanage. Oh, this these rocket launchers are too well, good in this one encounter. Well, that, well that's, how, that's how they got to that goal. That's how they got there, is continuing yeah. to sort of whack-a-mole the things that rise up. I mean, two things Bungie is always going to do. 
bring up the things that aren't being used and smack down the things that everyone's using. Period. Full Unfortunately, stop. they're smacking down exotics to the point to their DMT. Perfect example, right? That gun is completely useless in PvP and PvE now. That was an exotic that gave you, you the cowboy fantasy. Because oh, your you microphone's vibrating. Yeah, Sorry. your microphone vibrates when you hear <laughs> So, uh, that was supposed to give you the power creep cowboy fantasy, and it was too strong. Even the last word you can still use in PvP, but they've nerfed the DMT so hard, it is useless in both PvE and PvE. They completely killed it. You know? And that's an exotic weapon, dude. You should not do that to exotics. An exotic should feel exotic, right? If this exotic is too powerful, make one that does something better or differently, you know? It doesn't necessarily have to be better, just different, right? Like, Loman Arc is great because you can one-shot with the poison if you're standing in a rift. DMT is great because you can hip fire, right? These are all good, sorry, these are all good for different reasons, right? Leave them alone. If the DMT was seeing too much play, Fix the, 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 that, that Hawk hand cannon that, that has the luck in the chamber round, right? Fix that, so that comes back that up makes, again. That makes no sense. That's what they're saying. So they're not going to fix, the, bring up the other things just to make Divinity interesting. Yeah, because then, right, then we're right back to Power Creep. Then we're right back to Reckoner. Then we're right back to everything being stupid. I don't powerful. care what we're and right we're... back to. Bungie said, and I quote, Bun we're no Bungie longer going to nerf things two years ago. And that's all they do is nerf things. I have complete faith in this team. This is a new team that have been working on this for at least a year, and they're bringing more and more people on, like Mercules, that know the intricacies of these weapons. I mean, he's done spreadsheets for years and years, working out different things and different perks. This guy knows what he's talking about. And I'm guessing all the other people on that team know what they're talking about and know how to make the game better. And I'll say what I say to you every time that you come up with a respawn rant of somebody's done something to your game that you do not like. Wait until you get it in your hands. Yeah, and nine times out of ten, it's bad. There have been exceptions, sure. You've been right where I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. But for the yeah. most part, it's still that bad. Now, I'm not with the, the divinity, it's not that bad. I'm not saying the divinity nerf is bad. The the point about the divinity itself is that they're they're catering to the hardcores and flipping off the casuals, man. I I don't think they are. And I think, like I said, it's just a series of unfortunate events that Salt Greppo posted that tweet, you know, at the wrong time. If he hadn't have posted that tweet and this had come out, there'd be nobody to blame apart from Bungie. They'd go, you'd have, yeah. to, you know, yeah, and then I'd be yelling at Bungie for doing Bungie things right now. But once again, they're catering to the top 1%. You know, there are people like you that are feeling this quite personally that, you know, Bungie have done this because of such and such, but it's not. I, well, I it's believe an amalgamation of a bunch of things, dude. Like, I'm I'm upset that I have not one, but two builds that revolve around an exotic I can't use. No, no. You, again, wait until it's done. Please just wait until it's done. It's not a matter of wait. No, I'm not talking about divinity. I'm talking about my chess piece that I just got this season that has been disabled for most of the season. Oh, and no. you guys, Titans, we all know how I feel about Titans, but I'm gonna be in your corner this time. They gave you an exotic for this season, which didn't even last the season before it was completely useless. That's and fine. was also disabled out of the gate. Exactly. It's fine. These things happen. They shouldn't. You, you, you. Exactly. They, they happen, and they shouldn't. If that, if that piece of armor was too powerful for the Titans, 
let it be alone for this season and say, last season we oh, yeah. noticed that that Titan armor was way too overpowered. So now Look. we're going to fix it for next season, right? Look, at the end of the day, I'm not asking Bungie to run the country. I'm asking them to make a game. And games are hard. The, what the you know, they don't run a country? Well, you know, when you're running a country, you can't afford to make mistakes. When you're pl making a game, you can afford to make a few mistakes because the game will still keep kind of ticking. I'm just saying, just at the end of the day, it's it's a game. You know, they're going to get things fixed. It's just you can't fix everything at the same time unless you've got, like, so many people there, and they haven't. Is anybody here asking them to fix everything at the same time? You are. No, I'm not. You're I'm not. having them. I'm telling you, them to fix the important stuff. Fix and stop the attacking the things that are benefiting us first. Okay. 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 How about this? If, you know, in a perfect world, they had fixed all the bugs, there's no bugs in the game whatsoever, would you care about this divinity nerf or divinity change? Had, if the YouTuber had not said anything, I, I'd have been, I, I'd have been, I'd have been, I wouldn't have been this upset. Would I have been annoyed at it? Yeah, I'd have been annoyed at it. Would I have been this upset? No. The problem is you can't redistribute a team that is focused on getting the weapons done for the game in all these different areas into a bug. I mean, you maybe you could, but they are hired to just do that. <sighs> what you really need to do is shout at Parody when he comes up with his um, player support report. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I mean, it, it, it gets to me, man, because, uh, again, a new season... You're 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 exotic. Got completely nerfed out of the gate. DMT's nerfed out of the gate. I'm afraid what they're doing to my exotic right now. They're like, oh, we've identified a problem with this. Great. Is it going to be worth anything when I get it back? I think they're, what I've noticed in this parody. Uh, what I think I've noticed in this therapy session for respawn here about <laughs> divinity is there are a lot of underlying factors. There yes. are bugs in the game. There are there, there are bugs in the game, the and they cater they cater to the top one percent first and foremost. And secondly, they attack the things that benefit us as players. And thirdly, they leave things in the game that are detrimental to players for years, man. There are exotics <laughs> that are in the game that have come out of the gate nerfed. And I think all these things are underlying. You know, I think what people need to do is tune in next week for Respawn's next therapy session. <laughs> Who knows what that's going to be about, but it's probably still going to be the same underlying things. Uh... Okay. Fine. The, 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 Whatever. Moving the, on. The only thing I want to mention before before we move on from Divinity. When when did Saltagrepo tweet his Divinity tweet? Do you uh, remember what month it was? I'm I'm scrolling through his timeline now. It, it was about a week and a half, two weeks before. No, it wasn't a week and a half. It was at least a couple of twabs back. Like before okay, this yeah, got you're traction. Right, you're right, you're right. So I'm just I'm just trying to find when he tweeted that to try to get some context because I I did see someone point out, and I did go back to look at, speaking of Mercules and Destiny Massive Breakdowns, when Mercules was on, you know, back with the Destiny Massive Breakdown podcast where he started and then came back for a sort of, you know, special guest appearance because he is now working at Bungie and, you know, can't do all the things. Uh, he did say Divinity is on the weapon team's radar, but they have no concrete plans to change it. This was back in early August. So August 13th is when that episode came out. So early mid-August, it was on the radar to touch Divinity. They didn't, ha you know, and by the no concrete plans, it's probably like, like Bungie said, we're looking at a couple of different things, trying to figure out what we're trying to do with it. So they said they're looking at this and I'm trying to find out, man, it's irritating to scroll back people's timelines who 
hey, I say I'm on live, live on Twitch every single day because that's all their timeline is. Uh, come on, Chad, help me out here. They're like, no, no, you're you're not you're not feeding into the respawn fire. But anyway, like I'm pretty sure it was not early August, as we sit here now in early October. I, I feel like it was in September when he tweeted this. I'm I'm just having a look through our show notes. Mercury is saying did... before that, hey, we're looking at this. So I mean, again, it was on the radar before that, and you think you could find the thing that you know people. Oh, here we go. So so September eighth. Divinity of discussion. Hey, this is going to yeah. be a thread. Yeah. So, so about three, four weeks after Mercules comes on the podcast, Destiny Master Breakdowns, and says, "Hey, the weapons team is looking at this." Almost a month later, Salter Greppo says, "Hey, this is going to be a thread." I've been thinking about a way to nerf Divinity for quite a bit. The gun is basically mandatory for both boss encounters, making aiming a non-factor, which is unhealthy for the game for multiple reasons. And then he goes into his whole thread. Which is, you know, yeah. I'm not going to read because it's like 10 tweets long. And again, it's been discussed to death. But I mean, again, they, they're not doing anything at the drop of the hat. They're not going to a text file and editing a single value. It's more complicated than that. And to Night Demon's point, you know, this is a game with teams that do encounters, teams that do sandbox, teams that do weapons. And all those teams have to work together. And all those things have to come together and then hit a player community of millions of people and then all the bugs that they didn't find or didn't get a chance to fix in testing get brought to the surface. It's a complicated thing. I don't think Bungie's out here, you know, catering to Salta Greppo saying, oh, yes, Salta, sir, whatever you'd like us to do, sir. It's a huge, massive battleship. You're not going to turn that battleship on a dime for anyone, for anything, for any reason. Even if what you're saying about him is true, which uh, apparently it is, they have a past history of whenever YouTubers say one thing, Bungie does even if this isn't one of those examples so it, there are others where 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 the elite have said something that the community in general has disagreed with right and bungie still caters to those elite skill-based matchmaking remember one of the many times skill-based matchmaking has been iterated right and all the freaking all the higher-ups are like oh Oh, 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 MCAS, perfect example. I'm tired of playing against people my skill level. I want to railroad people every now and again. And then Bungie removes skill-based matchmaking. You know? Anyway, I think we're getting way off topic, and there's so yeah. much twine to go over. All right, anyway. So, moving on to comments on kinetic weapons in PvE. Bungie are looking at kinetic damage type changes, sometimes post-lightfall, to make this a more interesting aspect of how weapons feel. So, what about adept raid weapon viability? Well, as it stands, the crafted base raid weapons are the crafted base raid weapons are flat out better than the adept raid weapons. Period. Full stop. They are going to bring the lightfall raid adept weapons will have access to enhanced perks, but they will not be fully craftable. And they're going to bring us more info when Lightfall gets here. So we'll have craft craftable bits to them, but not like full-on craftable weapons. Okay, so future plans for exotic champion weapons? Question I don't mark. think they're going to be craftable at all. I think they're going to drop with enhanced perks from now on, is what I'm Look, guessing. You can't say anything, you're reading. They, they did say something about, like, you know, they wouldn't be fully craftable, so there might be some craftability. But again, more info when Lightfall gets here. And um no. Maybe you get an adept weapon and that adept weapon comes already craftable. You just have to level it up and take it to the enclave to change its perks, maybe. 
it's not going to be fully craftable. So no, something different. Option D. <laughs> so future plans for exotic champion weapons? Question mark. Uh, no, there's there's no specific plans. The recent additions were oh. to fill some holes, and uh, we at Bungie are happy with how it worked out. However, there is a new Season 19 exotic weapon that will have an intrinsic anti-champion abilities, and Season 19 starts in December. So I did put together a quick list because I have forgotten which ones actually are available. So I'm going to go th roll through these real quickly. Um, yep. But the Ariana's Val hand cannon is anti-barrier. The Arbalist linear fusion rifle kinetic is anti-barrier. The combat bow, wish ender, has anti-barrier. Your lament sword in the power slot, anti-barrier. You've got three new overloads to play with. The Trace Rifle Divinity, our favorite community topic at the moment. Over Intrinsic overload onto it. The Combat Bow, La Monarch, has overload. Everyone's favorite gift from the Thunder God, the Thunderlord, has inherent overload. The Devil's Ruin mm -hmm. is an unstoppable sidearm. The Fusion Rifle Bastion is unstoppable. The Malfeasance Hand Cannon is unstoppable. And the Power Bow, Leviathan, Leviathan's Breath, is unstoppable. And did you know... There were exotic armors that also grant anti-barrier mods, or I'm sorry, anti-champion mods. The Titan Gauntlet, the second chance, is anti-barrier. The leg armor for the Warlocks, the Secant Filaments, grants overload. And the Hunter Gauntlet, the Athras' Embrace, grants unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Oh, didn't know that. Thank you very much yep, for that. Throwing knife is unstoppable, buddy. All of them. There we go. Not Hunter here, sorry. Mm. So, Kingsfall weapons have an unorthodox perks pool. What are the team's feelings about continuing to do this versus making custom raid perks to different endgame rewards? So, we do have guidelines at Bungie for how spicy perk pools can be depending on the difficulty and the source of the weapons. So, for instance, Trials and Raid weapons get a break from the standard perk combo rules. The Kingsfall weapons really push us to the extreme, and we're evaluating whether they're actually an, a balance issue or not. They seem okay so far, Bungie says. They do intend the raid origin traits to make raid weapons feel unique and should still make one or more perks that are exclusive to the new raid. Starting in Season 19, you will see a small number of non-raid weapons get access to perks from older raids. So come December... Older's in quotation marks, by the way, which I think is a little interesting. Yeah, so old raid weapon perks are coming to us in December. So does the exotic Outbreak Perfected truly have persistence or is it simply a, its recoil setting like any weapon? No. It does not have persistence. It does not have persistence. It does have a recoil direction of 90, which similar weapons have a 40 to 60 range. More importantly, and I thought this was interesting, it recoils like an auto rifle, not a pulse, which is part of yep. why it feels so unique. This was a Destiny 1 bug that they elected to maintain when they brought it into Destiny 2. So here's an example of a bug benefiting the player that they decided to leave. It doesn't out. It doesn't outweigh everything else we've said. But I just thought it was interesting that this is a bug. They said this is a good bug. Let's leave this bug. Everyone likes this bug. Yeah. Also, if it came back and felt super different, we would all scream and go, "This is not the weapon we asked for." Yeah. And and believe it or not, it's still a really good weapon. That's still really good for a lot of even boss DPS encounters. But just there's other weapons out there that are just as good or better. So you so. could use that uh, and divinity. But uh, yeah, on, on the team. Yeah. And there you go. So the cold denial that Zer sold a while back with the accuracy masterwork, does that actually improve its accuracy? No, because only bows have an accuracy stat, and you can't increase something that doesn't exist. No accuracy on the cold denial, no accuracy masterwork. Put it on your vault, in the wall, in your display case as a unique weapon that does you no good. 
or until budgets like change it in the database and you go into your uh, vault or you go in onto your character and go why is everything in here black and then you realize <laughs> even when they don't tell you that they they still haven't come out and said that they nerfed all that year one stuff no, they didn't See, i should do a night demon rants on that but i don't because i don't want to take up the time i mean i think there's a lot of people out there that would like to hear an angry british man for once <laughs> Do stability perks such as rapid hit affect the perfect draw window on bows? Yes. Anything that affects the the stability stat on a bow will affect the perfect draw window. And what's the perfect draw window, Parody? You're asking the wrong guy. You you tell me. <laughs> I assume it's the window with with which you can achieve and maintain a perfect draw. Uh, a perfect draw window is where you get the maximum damage from an arrow and. For some things like Loman Arc, it's also the same window where you get to proc your poison. Mm, very good. Bows exist in the game, I hear. How was it for the weapons team to add subclass verbs like headstone, chill clip, and incandescent to weapons? Did you enjoy syncing those two more closely in gameplay and builds? You know, subclass 3.0 verbs opened up a huge amount of design space for weapons. The perks we've already made are just the beginning. Why does a subset of exotic weapons tie to subclass 3.0? Why? Who's to say why? But we're not planning to tie every exotic into a subclass 3.0 verb, but over time, they will add functionality to several of them, starting with those that are strongly themed around damage types. We are currently looking at, at Nightfall, or sorry, Lightfalls. It's my typo. We are currently looking at Lightfalls' first two seasons, which is season 20 and 21, for passes on this. So when Lightfall drops, uh, more lovely 3.0 tie-ins on some of your maybe favorite exotics, or maybe ones you've forgotten about. So the sunshot that everybody's raving about that should really be intrinsic to solar. One would hope. <laughs> Believe it or not, it does not spread. I'm saying this to everybody again. It does not spread Scorch. No. So stop saying that it does. Just lies. I mean, I feel that... The, my Risk Runner should do more with the Arc 3.0 subclass. Oh, so maybe... Risk Runner is getting a nerf, so I'm glad you mentioned that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like a 30 minute rant from me on that. That'll be on Patreon, or if you're watching the podcast live. Are we going to be able to have multiple perks in each column on crafted weapons at some point in the future? Uh, maybe. It's complex. We're looking into it, but the, right now there's no timetable for it. What was that question? Are we going to be able to have multiple perks in each column on crafted oh. weapons? So your crafted weapons. Mm -hmm. So what we've got at the moment is, you know, you just select your craftable perks. But I think a lot of people are saying that they would like the ability to, rather than go back in and reforge another weapon with different perks have the option to unlock other once you've gone through and you've unlocked that weapon and say you've kind of unlocked the enhanced perks on those weapons and you've got it to level 17 whatever if it could be possible to take it back to that crafting table and say right i'm going to give you another element to say i don't, i want this unlocked as well but i don't want to change the gun i want to unlock another perk so that i can then go into that weapon if I'm using it for slightly a different activity and select that perk rather than having a different weapon crafted with those different perks, which would make sense, you know, well, I mean, you know, still charge me the material, 
but I have to unlock those perks to get it on that weapon. So again, you know, people will still farm it, still people will use it to upgrade it and to get those unlockable perks. I mean, look at it at the moment. You've got weapons that you need to get to level 30 to unlock a shader, uh, a title and an emblem or something for that weapon on crafted weapons. Imagine if it had to go past 30 to then unlock maybe a, a double perk mode on... Yeah. Wait, what? I've got a bunch just, of them up to level 30 and I don't... What are you talking about? What? What do you mean? You're talking about what about? it could be. They're... About about shaders that you get after level 30? The the orna, the, the moment, mementos. Yeah. I don't have a single one. I got a bunch of stuff over there. What the hell? You don't play. You don't play any game. I'm leveling up the wrong weapons. You don't play game. <laughs> they come from Gambit Trials and Grandmaster Nightfalls. Master Nightfalls. Yes, they do. Okay. So yeah, if you, if you've got a memento to drop from doing a Trials game or a Grandmaster Nightfall or doing all of the Gambit, Gambit mm -hmm. all the Gambits, yeah, you can put it on one of your crafted weapons, and you don't necessarily need to do it at the crafting table there and then. If you get one of these mementos to drop, you can take that weapon back to the crafting table and then slot the memento in as well. And you can change the mementos. Also, something they updated this week, which I didn't see in like the, the notes, was that the any crafted weapon now, you can go to it, go down into your shaders, and you can see what the memento shaders are. Oh. And I believe it starts with the yep, trials one, which shows you the gold one. It's locked, so it, it will just show you what it looks like. And then I think it's Gambit and then it's the, uh, the Grandmaster Nightfall ones. But it will show you on crafted weapons what the memento shader would look like if you've got that memento to drop and then put it on that weapon. So that's quite nice. It, you know, if you like the look of it and you go and play the activity and you get that memento to drop, that's pretty cool, isn't it? But yeah, you go back to the crafting table. You can put it back. You can recraft that weapon and just slot the memento in. To give you the thing so on yeah on the um i can't remember where it tells me on if you go to dim and type memento colon any it will show you any weapons you put a memento into which i just had to look up because i've got five or six of the ones from gambit but i couldn't remember what i crafted them into <laughs> that's very cool and yeah and you can only have one memento at a time so yes. if you've got one sitting in your inventory you will not get another one to drop until you craft it into something but now i feel because I've been holding on to one going, what weapon do I want to craft this into? Now, if I can move them around, that's great. Because, yeah, you can unlock the different different shaders and things. Yeah. At different Once levels. you apply it, it's gone. It's a consumable? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, but, that's stupid. But you can go and get another one. And you can also... Oh, you can get another one. Just do another Grandmaster and wait for something to drop. Uh, no! Yeah. The thing is, you can go... The thing, the thing is, you can go to a grandmaster, grandmaster it. one. It should be yours. You can get one from Trials, and you can get one from Gambit, and hold all three in your inventory. But you can only hold one at a time for okay, each of those activities. Nice. Oh, it's and one also, activity. Uh, okay, that's interesting. I didn't realize. Did that. you not know that you get a title? I think I believe it's something like is it twenty? You unlock the title for that weapon, and then the shader, and uh, is it an emblem? I can't. I can't remember if it's an emblem. You keep or something. talking about for that weapon. Is it like a trial specific weapon, a gamut specific no, weapon? It's a thing when you go with the crafting table, there's a place for a memento. It's the it's a slot yeah. on the far right. You slap the memento. Yeah, yeah I know in that. There. You get a title yeah. when you when you take that weapon you've put the memento into at level twenty when that weapon uh, is twenty. You get a title. Okay. When that weapon gets to level thirty, you get or actually wait. Right? Yeah, oh, no, so I'm looking, yeah, I'm... yeah, titles title thirty twenty, your shader unlocks at thirty. 
and you also get a tr you can also then track the kills you've gotten in that activity. For instance, the Gambit Me Memento, oh, that was you it. can also turn a tracker on for Gambit kills on that weapon. So you would have a PvE, yeah. a PvP, and then a Gambit tracker in this case. Okay. So, for instance, the Gambit Memento, if you level that up to level 30 on a weapon, will give you the title of a primary usurper on that weapon. See, so, so y'all were throwing me off. I was thinking the the weapon itself, when you get to level twenty, it, it gives you a tower. No, it's it's tied to a memento on on the weapon, okay. but it still involves leveling that weapon. So yes, you put you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you put you put the memento into your callus mini tool. You take your callus mini tool and level it to level thirty. You will unlock the perks from that memento that you can then apply to yourself because you have that weapon on level thirty. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't realize you could have one of each kind. Again, I haven't done GMs, and I've played a lot of trials, but not to a, not to a, a high level to get a memento from it, but that's interesting. Well, it's just a random drop, though, right? It's pretty much a guaranteed from a Grandmaster. At the end of the Grandmaster, yeah, you'll... Yeah, Gambit, yeah. there's no Grandmaster Gambit, so... Gambit's, yeah, Gambit's, Gambit's random, random, and yes. trials is guaranteed if you get to the Flawless Chest. Okay. Now, what I'd like to see... Is an Iron Banner one because I'd be all over that. That would be nice. That is so, just weird though. So high level activity trials, high level activity Grandmaster Nightfalls, and then Gambit. They've got to give you something to go to Gambit, haven't they? There needs to be a it's carrot. Like, uh, there needs to be a carrot at the end of that stick. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so. How do the extra perks on ritual rank resets actually work? Is there a cap to the benefit? So this is for when you rank up, like say with your Crucible vendor or your Vanguard vendor, or heaven forbid your Gambit vendor, once you've ranked up a, a reset with them and got, got your golf ball, uh, you get extra perk slots to drop on weapons that drop in the game. So for the final column, you might have an, like two or three perks. It just depends, doesn't it, uh, Parody? It does. So it's it, while it sort of feels totally random, there is, of course, a reason and logic behind this. So your first and third resets will increase the first column slot, slot options. Your second and fourth resets will increase the second column. And you can have as many as three perk slots in each column. And then once so, say you've, say you've upgraded your, say you've reset your rank four times, you've gotten all of your extra columns, you have a max of three slots in every single column of that weapon. When the weapon drops, the actual number of perks is actually random between one and the maximum of, in this case, three. So yeah, TLDR, so guaranteed. yeah, so TLDR, yeah. you want to reset your rank four times to have the max possible slots available on the weapon. And then it's RNG for in terms of what you actually get to drop. And you have to do that within a single season, right? Yes. yes. Each season, each season, it will be reset so that you'll have to then start back through again. But as we discussed last week, the seasonal weapons at the vendors do change so that sometimes they're in their loophole. If they're the, like the featured weapon this season for Gambit was the pulse rifle. Yesteryear. Last season, yeah, last season it was the shotgun. So the shotgun is now in the loophole but the Pulse Rifle isn't available. It's only available via drops in-game. But next season, the Pulse Rifle should be in the loot pool to then focus your engrams, and there'll be a new weapon. And I believe, like, last season for Vanguard, it was the bow. And this season, I think it might be a grenade launcher. This season for Crucible is the... Submachine grenade launcher. Gun. Yep. 
the, this season for Crucible is the submachine gun, and I can't remember what it, it might have been a hand cannon for last season. So even when you're kind of focusing your weapons or if you're just getting random drops in game, and again, you can still get those uh, weapons that were available from past seasons at the end of a game to drop, they have a chance to get those extra perk rolls in there, depending on how many resets you've done. So pick up your bounties, reset your ranks. It's advantageous. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of discussion on perk drop rates recently. I'd really like to know if all perks are truly weighted equally and randomized, or if certain perks, i.e. newer ones, have drop rate priority. It's all random. Weapon perks. Weapon perks are weighted equally under all circumstances. There are zero cases in the game where one perk is more likely to roll than another. Now, How many of you have gotten the exact same roll more than once in a row? Which is the problem where things are purely random is that is one of your random choices, getting six of the same things in a row. So what we truly you know, want... Well, you know the odds of that? Right, but not zero. What we truly want are things to be random to a point, but they are purely 100% random. So you could get... The, the game will pick its day where you're going to get all of your... All of your things are the same thing, yeah. We, we, we're all victims of this. We're absolutely all victims yeah, of this. But that, that is pure randomness. It's, it's an RNG looter shooter. You're in it for the game. Put your coin in the slot machine and pull the lever and hope for the best. Exactly. So, I've heard that you're reworking 20, 20 exotic weapons next season. Why so many? Well, first off, sir, you've heard incorrectly. It's actually going to be 26 weapons. And the changes are going to vary from small things like a little Legend of Acrius to a substantial rework, looking at you, Lord of Wolves. And while <laughs> Bungie keeps a list of over- and underused exotics in mind, they've taken, decided to take on a big chunk of them in Season 19, starting December. So yeah, 26 weapons are going to be adjusted. So it's basically big exotic weapon tuning pass. They're going to touch 26 things, some of them small, some of them large, and we're going to find out in December what they've done. What else can they do to the poor Lord of Wolves? That <laughs> thing is so... Eat it with a stick. It's, but it, it's still working. <laughs> That's the problem. I think it's still being OP. Astacross, just in his last video, he says he was going to do a, a review video of the Lord of Wolves. But it's so bad, he can't even do a review video about it. Oh, well. Sunset. There you go. Back sunsetting. So, can, we, can we bring back, if we sunset the Lord of Wolves, can we bring back a sunset weapon like a mountaintop? Nope, just, just you sunset. Use that. You can still use it. Well, no, I want to bring it in in-game activity where light level matters. Uh, like Grandmaster and things like no, that. You don't, you don't need well, that. I know I can. I want to. So what are the criteria for reprising Destiny 1 weapons in Destiny 2? So it's important, first off, to note that it's not possible to simply copy and paste content from D1 into D2 due to both the dramatic change of the quality on the new hardware to the much higher bar for artwork, all D1 weapons need to be rebuilt from scratch. So it's the same amount of work to bring over a weapon or build a brand new weapon, and we feel, at Bungie, players prefer new weapons. The exception to this is raids. A raid exotic is always going to be recreated in D2. They'll also select the six most popular legendary weapons and reprise those as well. One other thing that hasn't come up yet, but in the event that a raid did not have an exotic, or that the exotic has already come back, Wrath of the Machine, or if there are fewer, mm -hmm, 
or if there are fewer than <laughs> five you. legendaries, they will get to make new weapons to match the theme and feel of that raid. So, Wrath of the Machine weapons coming? Wrath of the Machine coming back? Hmm. I freaking hope so, and I want to know what and, they're going to give us the instead of the exotic. outbreak. <laughs> a new exotic for that raid. This, there's two things I want to kind of unpick there. Is the note previously about the outbreak perfected and them saying that no, that the Destiny 1 version was like that, so they brought it back into Destiny 2. So they didn't copy and paste, but they built it exactly the same way in Destiny 2. So, yeah. Um, and I believe Fallout was talking about the Galahorn having, was it hidden perks like the, the grenades and horseshoes? And he mm. said that when they brought it into Destiny 2, it still had that hidden perk. So they rebuilt the same things exactly the same way. It's just, but I guess it's like what you said. It's like if they brought it back and it felt differently, we'd all be shouting about it. Yeah. So even though it looks like it's a copy and paste, it's not a copy and paste. It's a copy, rebuilt kind of copy of, of what it used to be there in this. And then they'll have to kind of tinker with it afterwards. Mm. So Respawn, Yo. it's all a numbers game. It is indeed. It is. Why does Adagio have to be different on so many weapons? So it's actually not. Adagio is only branched in two ways. Specifically to prevent it from being too strong on bows. One hit kills for getting a single bow kill is way too strong. And shotguns. So basically the way Adagio is split is bows and shotguns, it gives 20% extra damage. Everything else, 30% extra damage. And because of damage rounding numbers, it's going to be very difficult for you to reverse engineer this in-game. So Mm -hmm. RNG damage as it's always been. In Adagio, if you're curious, after defeating a target, the weapon fires, changes, or draws more slowly and deals increased damage for a brief time. So, Mercules, I mean, Respawn, I know this mm. is something you wanted to touch. What does Zen Moment actually do? Well, each hit grants a stack, max at five, that lowers recoil. Reloading or not hitting for one second clears all stacks. As for what it does... Maximum stacks massively reduce recoil. So what you're saying is I'm going to be punished if I don't hit my target. It's not that you have to miss one or two rounds. You have to not hit anything for a whole second. I can do that. I, I tell you, I can do that on some of my weapons. And I'm maybe that's the why it's not working. I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> the moment's not working on this. I'm spraying and playing with, with all these... Um, spraying, spraying and spraying. Playing, playing, yes, are, whatever. Are you compulsively reloading? And that as well, I see. I, I'm spraying, playing, praying, and reloading. With well, honestly, it, it depends on the weapon. This this perk most shines on rapid-fire weapons, like rapid-fire pulse rifles, rapid-fire auto rifles, things like that. Now, it, it, it behaves the same on any archetype that it's on, but you notice the, the biggest benefits coming on auto rifles, and pulse rifles. That's that's where it, it and 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 uh and machine guns. Can't forget about machine guns either. So yeah. There you go. So in your opinion, would you use accuracy perks, e.g. firmly planted, on slug shotguns? By my testing, they seem to be very accurate by default. I don't yeah. observe much spread. But why would you on a on a slug? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, you know, I've noticed that too. The slug shotgun—they don't have much spread at all. Um, 
And I don't know if you know this, but the the slug shotguns, because of their, you know, the the, the spread is so good on a slug shotgun that you can actually get critical hits with it. it, it it's crazy, I know, but it's they're amazing. But what do Bungie say on it though? Um, I don't know. Uh, numbers enhanced per shot. Okay, slug shotguns are very accurate, so it's likely only worth using an accuracy perk if you plan on using them while airborne, or in other situations that reduce accuracy, or if let's say you're yeah, in a raid is, and the boss is is on this hovercraft that shakes back and forth, and you got to try to hit him in the face. So what's another, shotgun? What's another situation that reduces accuracy besides the jumping? Sliding, uh, sliding, being shot in the face. Yeah, I was trying, I was trying to think of last night, and my brain was just like, I can think of nothing. But yeah, that makes sense. Genuinely, just playing PvP. <laughs> yeah, and actually, you don't even have to jump. It's been shown that even stepping down, like you know how some of these levels have steps, and you walk down the steps. Even yep. stepping down steps considers as being airborne, and you get penalties if you're mm. walking down steps while firing. Who walks these days? Don't you just jump down the steps? Well, I mean... I'm like, <laughs> I'm like my five-year-old. I jump down three or four steps at a time. Yeah, but you do. So, what are the numbers on enhanced perks? Are there any guidelines or rule of thumbs for all? Specifically, how much do enhanced versions of firmly planted and opening shot give versus the base perks? The guideline is that an enhanced perk should be 5 to 10% stronger than the base perk. We do exceed this in some cases, though, and something Bungie doesn't mention is in some cases a perk cannot be enhanced because the behavior just does what it does, right? So what they'll do is they'll give you a hidden perk, like Firefly and um, advanced, uh, enhanced Firefly and enhanced, um, what's the other, Dragonfly. Because they already give explosions, what they do is they give you kind of a hidden perk that helps you reload faster, right? So if they can't increase the perk itself, they give you something additional to the perk. Oh, there's examples. Oh, here's examples of the enhanced versions. Enhanced for... <laughs> enhanced firmly planted... Shut up! <laughs> enhanced firmly planted breaths an additional 5% stability and 5% handling compared to the base perk. Enhanced opening shot grants an additional 5%, 5 range, not 5%, I'm sorry guys, 5 range and 5 aim assist compared to the base perk. I'm genuinely curious why one quiet moment origin trait was created. What's the benefit of having increased reload outside of combat? Me too, same. <laughs> the, well, the intended loop is to pause after an engagement to see whether you have another enemy to deal with before reloading your weapon. Because being caught mid-reload is bad news. This is something that doesn't match everyone's playstyle, though. So we'll be updating this in Season 19. E even if it's not your playstyle, sometimes people are just coming after you. Especially in yeah. trials. They just, they, 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 whoosh, they rush you. It's, it, and whoosh, they, you know what I mean? They've counted the amount of bullets that you have shot, and they know that you can't reload quicker to, than you can get to. <laughs> I guarantee there's at least... A few people out there that count the shots. Promise you. Yeah, so, so what I'm hearing is, you, is you shoot and say, "Is anybody else there? Hello? Yeah. Is it safe to reload? No, yes. hide behind the boxes. <laughs> hide behind the boxes, always. You hear another voice? Yes, yeah, safe. <laughs> <laughs> 
So with the, the recent changes to draw time on bows, what are the minimum draw times? The minimum draw time is 500 milliseconds. And for those of you that don't know what a millisecond is, 500 milliseconds is a half of one second. Okay. And what frame is that? That is for lightweight frames and 540 milliseconds for precision frames. Weapon perks can reduce this even further. So this is, again, a, a, base, a base minimum draw time is 500. There are perks that can bring it into the 400. So, so when, when Bungie says minimum, what they really mean is not the minimum. Because words mean things. Well, it's a minimum for the base. What's the minimum draw time? It's this, unless it's well, lower it's than It's a that. good thing you have a bow user here that can clarify this. See? Exactly. That, <laughs> that's why I'm asking these questions. When they say minimum, they mean minimum JK. Just kidding. It'll be fine. Yeah, minimum right. Right. No. So, uh, so for this next purpose, I have done a little bit of, of in-depth research. Ooh. So, I so, so I've got some answers for this next little section here. I don't know if I can pull off an Australian accent, so do, just... Do your best. G'day, odds and ends, and some fun with our Australian players. Neighbours, or home and away. Neighbours. Yep, I have it on... That makes no sense now. I have it on good, good authority. Neighbours. Andy confirms. Neighbours, Neighbor. always neighbours. I know, but Neighbours is now finished. I'm, I'm, I'm upset that Neighbours is finished, and I didn't even watch it for like the last 20 years. But I'm upset that it went. Mm. Well, always and forever, Neighbours. When is the Nutbush emote coming to the game? So, I do apologize, Australians. So Bunchy has heard there's a rumor that the weird Australian-ish dance emote may be coming shortly after Lightfall. And I, of course, had to go, what is this? And please explain it to me. So Andy says, okay, so here's the official video that everyone gets to study for their Australian citizenship exam. I'll put the link in the show notes in case you wish to be an Australian, Australian citizen one of these days. You get a USB with this video on your first day of school. You can't actually call yourself Australian unless you know the dance. Also, you must perform the dance when the song comes on. It doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. It's the law. And the Nutbush dance is a line dance? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. <laughs> really, really, like, the moment you search it, it'll become available to you. But yeah. It, so it's nothing to do with the Tina Turner song? Um, Apparently, uh, used to, but doesn't currently. So the song, it's done to the Nutbush City Limits by Ike and Tina Turner. Yeah. Okay. However, apparently yeah. it has uh, usurped all of Tina and Ike, and now it's just, is purely owned by the Australians. So yes, it, it is that song. It's a dance to that song. And uh, yeah. <laughs> That's one dude of the friends losing his mind. <laughs> Stream, stream, got to watch it. I'll send it to you guys. <laughs> when do we get a truly Ocker Perk name like Drongo, Two Up, Rack Off, or Struth? So those are all letters that have been put together. So in weapon ways. names only so far, but this is there's a fair amount of those, but they're not accidental, such as with Terabuff, Funnelweb, Redback, or Lunalata. Now, now I asked Andy to use these words in a sentence for me so I could better understand, and he says, "Struth, don't be a Drongo." Just rack off. I'm trying to get in a session of two-up. So Struth is your replacement for Crikey. Drongo is Australian slang for idiot. Also a big black bird with the four tails. is also a city in Australia. No, that's Perth. Disregard. Ah! Disregard most of the stuff you say. This, this is why we go to the Australians for the information. Rack off is, as you'd expect, 
just sawed off leaf. And two oh, up uh, is yeah. a gambling game, which uh, players bet on two coins, tossed with a small wooden kip. It'll either fall heads or tails. It'll be or nothing, if not obsessively thorough. See, this is what happens when the English just leave a colonization to do with as they want to do. This you is left why... a prison colony to do what they wanted to do. We've got to take back control of these people, otherwise they come up with stupid things like this. You, they're, they're already a member of your providence. What are you talking about? No, but we have to stamp our authority on them. Oh, really? <laughs> anyway, what's next? Um, well, you didn't go over the, the weapon name someone so far about the terrible final one right back and little Luda. Just did. That was that was the other thing I just said. I knew, I knew that. You know, well, what is the funnel web? That's a spider, right? So a terrible, what's that? A red back is a spider, isn't it? Long time listener, first time caller. A red back is, is a black widow, I think. Yeah. What, what's a terrible? Probably another spider. What's terrible? It's what's terrible? What's terrible? You can Google. I talked to the Australian. You, you can do the you can do the bungee things. Okay. It's an armor piercing aggressive frame SMG with a good magazine size, high doom, civilian <laughs> range. Well, literally everything has to do with the Destiny gun. Gosh, damn it. Fair enough. What favorite weapon perks? Oh, I don't even know what that, that was. What favorite <laughs> weapon perk combinations does the weapon team have? Oh, it's a De Tasmanian Devil. Okay, cool. Well, there we go. Yes, I, I just went for the weird uh, ones I didn't know, not the ones in Destiny. And the the Lunulata is the Blue Ring Octopus. Ah, oh, excellent. Well, now that almost yeah. makes you want to use that bow. Almost. <laughs> What favorite weapon perk combinations does the weapons team have? Oh, Chris Proctor likes his uh, perpetual motion and surrounded on sidearms and machine guns. Brandon likes heating up and rampage on pulse rifles. Vivian is nice. more of a stats for all and reservoir burst on pulse rifles kind of gal. Fusion rifles. Oh, you're right. Fusion rifles. Let's try that again. Vivian, stats for all and reservoir burst on fusion what, rifles because I can read what's good. The, what's the perk that... I can't tell you, but Alex the intern... Subsistence and Reservoir Burst. That's a combo. Well, that's the respawn one. Alex the Intern enjoys Grave Robber and Golden Tricorn on arc weapons for PvE, Killing Wind and Rangefinder on SMGs for PvP. Mercules, the one person who we did not use his real name because he is now Forever Mercules, enjoys a good uh, moving target, perpetual motion, and kill clip on a primary ammo weapon for PvP. George enjoys the perpetual motion and Killing Wind. He blames 90... He blames 90... area. He blames 90s arena shooters... And Taylor enjoys a good killing win multi-kill clip combo. What replica weapon would each weapons designer want? So Chris Proctor enjoys the dead man's tail. Brandon would like a Lorenz driver. Taylor wants a grid skipper. Vivian would like the redacted season 19 solar exotic weapon. Alex would like the redacted lightfall raid exotic, but Terabus a close second. Mercules would also like the Season 19 Kinetic Exotic Weapon. And George is down with the uh, Season 18 Festival of the Lost Weapon. Is he, or is it just a tease? We'll have to find out soon. But, but we went over that when we did our sneak preview show. All right, we know about it's it. It's a sniper rifle. Yeah, but is it good? And it's a sniper rifle, so I'm sorry, but, George, well, no, I don't believe no, you. No, the thing is, with these, it's not whether it is good in the game, it's whether it looks pretty cool outside the game. This is true. I'd be interested in looking at what perks make god rolls on what weapons. What would be recommended for a scout rifle, submachine gun, and pulse rifle? What works and why? Depends a lot on what the role of the weapon is going to be. I agree. 
These roles can be broken up into some general areas. PvE. Regardless of the role, generally perks that increase damage, increase magazine size, grant ammo, or improve reload speed are prioritized for ad clear, yellow bar champ killer, and DPS weapon. Uh, add to that, the new raid scout rifle can add to with... what No, you can't add to what Mercury no, just no, said. No, no, shush. Oh, sh- you shush. Uh, no, you shush. I'm reading this. No. Um, you also have things that do none of that, but are really good, like the new raid scout rifle that can roll with dragonfly and firefly. You shoot one thing in the head, the whole room is empty. It's a placebo. Okay, sure. Add clearing. Perks that trigger on final blows are great, like what I just said, like Rampage, Subsistence, Washbuckler, and Feeding Frenzy. Agreed. Tanky, Target, and DPS. Perks that trigger neutrally or from dealing damage like Frenzy, Firing Line, Rapid Hit, and Triple Tap. And PvP, two very different styles of perk preference. Dueling. Perks that increase the consistency of the gun in 1v1 engagements, i.e. moving target, range finder, opening shot, eye of the storm, etc. Or kill chaining. Perks that provide dramatic improvements to weapon performance after a kill, e.g. kill clip, tunnel vision, killing wind, rampage, etc. Okay. Lots of detail there, but no real explanation. It's like, I'm just going to list you yeah. these that could be associated with this. That's why I gave you one. Boom. It's good for the thing you want to take it into and for what you're doing. Right. Yeah. For me, my god rolls right. usually involve more bullets, so give me overflow on things. And I can, <laughs> I can have more chances to do well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, as a titan, I thought you guys might be interested in the pulse rifle that can roll with pugilist and swashbuckle. So you punch a thing, and uh, now you get more damage from this gun. And then even more and more damage with this gun. And as you sh- kill things with this gun, it gives you back your punchy punch. Yeah, but that on a pulse rifle, though, I want that on something more close range. I'm not going to punch you with my pulse rifle out. That's silly. Mm. Now, what you want is the seasonal weapons from Season of the Plunder. There is the submachine gun in the primary slot and the uh, sidearm, which is in your secondary slot, your energy slot. That can also roll with that pugilist. I'm just trying to find it now because I've got it somewhere on my character. But my destiny item manager. Is that the blood is blood gone? feud you're talking about? You're talking about Burka C? The the blood feud is the submachine gun, and the frontiers cry is the no, not the frontiers yeah, cry. That's Iron Banner. Get your head out of the Iron Banner. Back to back to no, yeah. Brigand's Law. What? Brigand's Law is the sidearm. So I've what? got. I've got a sidearm that has got Swashbuckler, Pugilist, and then it's also got the Intrinsic Perk on there as well, the right hook. And the same for the submachine gun. So I might want to actually craft those when it actually can, when I do actually get the, the red-bordered weapons to drop. And you're trying to say that that's better than the Boudicca C? That wasn't didn't say anything that. he was saying. Uh-huh. I'm saying I like the Boudicca C. I love the Boudicca C. I've got more Boudicca Cs. Then I know what to do with. At the moment, currently, I have seven. Um, Why? So, I don't know. I just want to hear that. I, it, Every as, time... soon as, as soon as I got one with Pugilist and Swashbuckler with armor piercing, I was good. I was like, yes, that one. I mean, I've also got one with Frenzy and Pugilist with Ricochet rounds, but it, it just doesn't hit. Every roll that you're telling me, I've got. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, I think what I want is one that's got Swashbuckler on it, and 
uh, well, I've got one that's got Swashbuckler, I've got Threat Detector, and I've got High Caliber Rounds, but I think I want one a little bit more... What else was there? I can't remember which one. There was a perk that I'm looking for on a combination, but I've got a good Swashbuckler, uh, Threat Detector, High Caliber Rounds one, which is pretty cool. Uh, I've got 88 range on that thing with 43 stability. So... Threat detector, that what gives you faster reload when somebody's next to you? Uh, within 15 meters of an enemy, you get 15 stability, 15 reload, and 0.75 handling. Uh, within 15 meters of two people, 40 stability, 55 reload, and 0.56 in handling. All I know is I can hear Micah's voice in my head. Right? If anybody says, but because he but see. And I have none of them. It's a good gun, man. Broken them all down. It is. It's a good primary weapon. No, look at them. In in PVE, it's okay in PVE. I'm sorry, it's good in PVP. It's okay in PVE if you put like the full auto on it, but PVP is where it shines. I I I put full auto on it in PVP. I just hold the trigger down. Anyway, what is your opinion on rangefinder drastically changing the effective engagement distance on weapons? The zoom benefit already improves damage fall-off and effective accuracy, but the aim assist fall-off increase feels like a lot. The perk is ridiculously strong with just the zoom bonus, and it doesn't need to increase aim assist fall-off in addition to that. So they'll be removing the added aim assist fall-off in the mid-season balance patch. And that definitely feels like something that Mercules would say, because I vaguely remember him saying that on the Massive Breakdown podcast about how strong Rangefinder is because it does all of these things. And maybe it needs to be brought in line so that they can then put other perks up. So well, that definitely feels like something worst, that he's added to the team. The worst is the, uh, the hand cannons that can roll with Rangefinder and Explosive Payload. Because Rangefinder drastically increases the range at which you can still hit them and do damage. And then the explosive payload gives you infinite range. So not not infinite range, but it gives you an extra bit of damage on no, top. No, it gives you infinite range. Even if your bullet doesn't do damage at that range, your bullet will still hit the target and then do its explosive damage. Which, yeah. no matter how far away they are, is the same number. It's not OP though, because otherwise everybody would only have that combination. Well, it's hard. To, I don't. I don't know if they can roll with both of those, or if only a couple of them roll with both of those. Oh, that's your task for next week. You go and find that out. Mm, but I'm going to ask Parody: no. Is someone going to fix the fate of all force perk on the Jade Rabbit? It's totally inconsistent <laughs> and sometimes doesn't work at all. Yes, the perk was having similar issues to what was going on with Cranial Spike on the Deadman's Tail. So the plan is to change it so that rapidly chaining precision hits, effectively the same trigger as triple tap will make the next body shot deal the same damage as a crit, and you'll be able to store up three of them for increased body damage shots at a time. So if you hit nine crits quickly, you can follow up and kill someone in PvP with three body shots. Basically, we want to reward accuracy and make the gun easier to use instead of the other way around. Fair enough. So what is the Fate of All Fools perk? Just for clarification here. Um, Body shots increase headshot damage. Is that what it actually says on the gun? No, you that's just... Rangefinder. <laughs> oh, I can't trust you to do anything. I told you oh, immediately. Fate of Awfuls. Come on, Dim. Chaining body shots to gain bonus damage on your next precision shot and returns ammo to the magazine. Oh, I was right! Ha! Almost. 
and you get ammo back. And the catalyst gives you 30 more stability just for the record. Yeah, no ETA on when they're going to change it, but yes, they're going to change it and fix it. How do you feel about season 17 and season 18 balance changes now that they've been in the wild for a decent amount of time? We think most of them have landed pretty well, all things considered. High impact 150 RPM scout rifles probably got a little overbuffed by a small bit. Auto rifles did not get buffed enough. So we've seen both precision frame 180 scouts and hand cannons come up in usage and effectiveness, which is great. So what I'm hearing is we're going to get an auto rifle buff. Yeah. And a scout rifle nerf for the high impacts, maybe? Hopefully not. Just the, the, the scout rifles need their, need their time in the sun. Leave, leave scout rifles yeah. alone. Well, they're not they're not in the sun. That's the problem. They may have been overbuffed slightly, but not everybody's using them, which is a good thing, I suppose. Because hand cannons still outrange them, which is so stupid. Yeah. That's what happened. That is. That's what happened to auto rifles and SMGs. SMGs used to be useless. Now they've eaten auto rifles lunch, so there's no reason to put on an auto if an SMG will do. So what future balance changes should we be looking forward to? Not looking forward to, I mean, expecting, because let's face it, some people aren't looking forward to things. Well, we are going to look forward into the future. So in the mid-season balance pass, we will be making a number of changes to both the over and underperforming archetypes. So in the mid-season balance pass, this is what's coming. A sizable stability bump for both auto and trace rifles. A small buff to critical hit damage on adaptive frame pulse rifles and precision frame auto rifles. Slightly reducing the effective range of pulse rifles at low to mid stat values. That's so stupid. Nerfs to, to Jade Rabbit and no time to explain ease of use. Continuation of the Lord of Wolves rework. A small, small rocket launcher blast radius buff. Glaive damage resistance nerf. Sidearm aim assist fall off buff, sniper flinch rework, very, very small tweaks to submachine guns that are out, outperforming their intended ranges. You shire's rat. Small de decrease to high impact scout rifle damage, some outliers that have zoom levels outside normal parameters are being brought back in line, a risk runner PvP arc damage resistance. It will stay ridiculously high in PvE. So that's what's coming in the mid-season balance patch. So those are things we can look forward to in December. Then in season 19 in light fall. So in risk, risk runner is getting a PVP arc damage resistance reduction. Mm -hmm. Why? I still die when people shoot me. Yeah. They have to be shooting you with arc for it to matter, but exactly. Yeah, it's very silly. <laughs> because it's in it's in the list of patches, so they're doing it. So yeah, so that's what we're getting this season. So in season 19, so in Lightfall, sorry, no, season 19, in December. So in December, they're going to remove some shotgun randomness, improve hit detection for glaives. Could you also do that for like melee, nice. melees? Because that would be nice. Um, they are also going to be reworking and changing the 26 weapons and exotic perks that we talked about. And uh, removing and changing nearly 20 weapon perks as well. So not just the, the 26 exotics we talked about earlier, but 20 weapon perks are going to be getting a rework and change in Season 19, so come December. So the future balance patch changes that they say that are going to be a mid-season balance pass, that's coming in the next couple of weeks then, because that would be... Well, we're, past, we're kind of past mid-season, aren't we? If we've got 14 weeks of this season... And next week is week eight. That's past the mid-season point. 
I'm just I'm asking you guys because yeah, my math works out that it was 14 weeks that they said the next season's coming on, and we're past that now because we're in week seven. Ooh. Yeah, so the mid-season balance pass is literally overdue. Yeah, I know they keep saying mid-season. I'm like, aren't we past mid-season? The next season starts December sixth, <laughs> so feels like we're a little closer. Because yeah, all I know is I want necrotic grips for hunters. Can we make that happen, Bunga? We, Please, we, yeah, we you, cannot. You become a warlock. Yeah. No, 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 I need hunters though. Yeah, yeah, warlock. I, I need this on a hunter. Mm-hmm. Warlock, like we but said. I'm, I'm actually, I legit, I'm actually jealous of warlocks this season because necrotic grips, glaives, and um. What's that submachine gun? Australia uh, Strika. Thank you. Makes warlocks AOE poison god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whenever of, I run my warlock in any raid, that's what I rock. Because t- dude, a glaive is now an AOE weapon. <laughs> Just because necrotic grips. I'm like, this is so dumb. This is so stupid. And I think it 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 it, it helps because. The thing about it is, you know how the Austria Australia, you get a bigger magazine when things die from the poison, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I pulled out my Austria Australia, and I have like a 180-round magazine, and I was like, I don't remember using this gun that much, right? So I'm wondering if Necrotic Grips and Glaive increase its magazine size, question mark? You'll have to check out the Astacross video for that. Is there a video? Yes. Really? You go, you go watch the video, and I'll continue to ask him some questions. Okay. But put yourself on mute so when you talk to chat, you're not talking to us at the same time. And <laughs> you can, if it's that good, you can add it to the show notes. Okay. So, do trace rifles have accuracy bloom as you hold the trigger down? Nope. Fair enough. Moving on. Is under pressure going to be nerfed on fusion rifles? And how are you going to finally rein in Zer's main ingredient without diminishing precision frames as a whole? Well, first off, no, we're not going to nerf under pressure on fusion rifles. Most likely, the thing we'll do is, if the main ingredient usage doesn't come down naturally, is lower its stats. This will allow us to avoid hitting all the precision frame fusion rifles while giving other weapons of the subfamily room to breathe. So basically, touch the one gun, not the entire subfamily. Now that being said, the precision frame fusion rifles as a subfamily outside of main ingredient are still very strong, and those are also being looked into. So those are your Deliverance from Val, the Disciple, your Snorri, FR5, which is a World Drop, Hollow Words, the Epicurean from the Derelict Leviathan, and the Plug One from Nightfall. So they're being looked at, but no plans to do anything with them at the moment. But they did just say we're going to touch 20 things in this next pass, so uh, maybe those are some of them. Okay, you're talking about plans, but are there any plans to add more subclass verbs to more exotics? You've never seen so many plans. Lots of plans. So many plans, but nothing concrete to share now. Bungie does have to be cautious, as some of the intrinsic functionality of the verbs may actually be worse than what is on the exotic weapon now, or the uptime on the exotic weapon would cause a severe balance issue. So, looking into it, but need to tread lightly. Uh, I've got a question here about skill-based matchmaking, SBMM. Being present in control, having any effect on the way we handle the weapon balancing? So I'll, I'll, see what, I'll say what Bungie says in a second. The TLDR of this is, it's another data point for them to look at. What they say is, we're already using it in survival and trials, more as an indicative game modes for balancing purposes. So they're already sort of looking at trials and survival, you know, more so than casual, uh, you know, control and playlists. 
where they go on to say, survival has had skill-based matchmaking and trials has the flawless pool, which enables us to see what good players used and what is effective when they are more likely to care about winning. It will, however, allow us to see what different skill groups of players are using to generally avoid trials and survival and what they are effective with and not just in the skill pools that are mixed as controls used to be. So basically, you know, we already know what the players who are trying to win and playing the end the game activities are and what they're using to be successful. What's everybody else doing? And Chris Proctor adds, if skill-based matchmaking continues to roll out over time, it may give us the option to revisit weapon skill gaps. So not saying it's coming, not saying it's going away, but it's another data point for them to consider a bigger player pool. Who's using what where, not just trials and survival. Okay, so what are your plans for sniper rifles and special linear fusion rifles, LFRs, flinch? So for sniper rifle flinch, we have dramatically increased the time it takes for the reticle to reset back to center after taking damage, which in playtest has seen a marked decrease in the amount of time players are able to shoot through the flinch. We have also greatly decreased PvE flinch to counter this. This will not prevent players from trading with sniper rifles on their first shot, nor will it hurt players using snipers who disengage to allow the reticle to reset before peeking again, but it should hopefully address the instances of hitting someone using a sniper rifle with multiple crits only to get sniped through it, which is what we all want. If the change does play out successfully in the game itself, outside of testing, we will try to migrate it over to the special linear fusion rifles. And I've heard a lot of people saying, why wait? And I wonder if the answer is just lots of work to get it there. Because, yeah, if I, if I hit you in the head with a bunch of crits, you should be flinched. You should not be able to snipe me through that. So hopefully Agreed. hopefully this works out and, you know, happens. Well, again, it also depends on what kind of flinch. Because it goes on later on to describe that, like a submachine gun that isn't doing a whole lot of damage, even if it's critting you, isn't going to flinch you very much. Whereas like a high-impact auto rifle is going to flinch you a lot more because the ROM's hitting you harder, right? Yeah. No, yeah. but they were talking about being hit by a crit. Yeah, the, I get it. Yeah. The thing that was, that was quite interesting, I was watching Fallout and I've watched Astacross talk about these changes. And something that, that I can't remember which one of them pointed it out is that if they just touch the sniper rifles, they'll then kind of push people into just using the LFRs only if there's not this flinch on them. So you'll see more Arbalest and you'll see more of, what's the other one that sucks you in? I can't remember the name of it. The, well, the uh, problem is they see that too much. I was going to say Bastion, but... Uh, no, it's the... It's the one that the one guy... It's the void one. One of the... Lorenz Driver. Lorenz Driver, that's it. So the... If that, that flinch isn't going to be on those exotic weapons, they're just going to push more high-skilled players, or even players that have been affected by the sniper nerf, as we're going to call it, they're going to push them more to use those weapons mm -hmm. because there's no flinch on them. So surely that's going to kind of tip the scales. Uh, they're testing kind of or what they want to kind of do with sniper rifles in the wrong direction. They'll just push people into those weapons and then they'll have to come out and go, oh, by the way, we're now going to do it because you guys have just been heavily using these. Right. Uh, we pushed right. you here and now we're unhappy about that too. So just do it. I think it would have been fair across the board. Do it when you can do it on all of them and then that way it's just fair across the board. Oh, I see. I don't think it's fair to kind of get people into using the LFRs because at the moment they're still they're a pain 
especially like in trials, mm-hmm. you, you're standing, you're not even standing near somebody and that Lorenz driver sucks you into that kind of, it's a pain, but you know what I mean, if you've played it. Oh yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the linear fusions, I, I don't know what you're supposed to do against them other than hope for the best. Snipers, mm. I almost prefer the linear fusions done. Yeah. Why though? It actually takes more skill to fire a linear fusion than a sniper. Yeah, but the sniper, I've at least got some range advantage. I can maybe duck into cover, cover the linear fusion rifle. You're closer to me, so I'm done for. I'm either dead or close to dead, then you can finish me off with whatever. A sniper, at least I have a chance where if you don't get that kill in one shot, I might be able to duck out of cover, might be able to, you know, go hide or get a little bit of health back, something. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the same thing about the linears. If they body shot you, you don't die. You know? Well, right. But no, no, because no, even in a no, they fix it so that even in a rift, you can't get one shot body shot anymore. Yeah, so you, you, you I mean, unless they tag you in the head, which is the same thing a sniper is going to do, then you'll survive. The only difference is, is, whereas a sniper, as soon as you pull the trigger, you're dead. They have to pre-charge or pre-fire and then hope that you peek while they're pre-charging. You know? Yes. Yeah, so but what we're saying now is they're chasing the moving. They're chasing. But what we're saying now is that if there's no flinch on those weapons and there's flinch on sniper rifles, people are more likely to migrate over to those weapons. 100%. They're already using them, though. So, I mean, it's not really going to be much of a push. You know? They're already pretty pretty rampant. Yeah. So, are any fusion rifle changes coming, like rapid-fire frame buff? We want to see how the shotgun changes land before we rebuff the rapid-frame fusions. And those are things like your your Riptide that have been dropping all over the place, your Null Composures, your Zealot Reward from Garden of Salvation Raid, and your likely suspect from the Throne World. So, no plans, but, you know, seeing how the shotgun thing plays out first. See, I love my Cartesan coordinate. That was amazing way back when with my high impact under pressure. Just... Isn't that a sniper? No, that's a fusion rifle. Why would I say a sniper rifle if it's a No, I, I'm tired. This thing's going on so long and my coffee is not hitting me the same way it was. <laughs> you, you're at the top. You knew what to expect. What can be done to make Headseeker more interesting? Uh, the plan is to increase the duration the perk is active. Have the perk reset on body shots and when it's already active. And have it increase aim assist by a very small amount. In playtests, it is very good. Arguably one of the best neutral perks for pulse rifles in general. Do aggressive frames have high caliber rounds baked in? That is a negatory there, good buddy. However, the flinch from a single shot is proportional to the damage. Let me say that again for those of you who are not paying attention. The flinch from a single shot is proportional to the damage. So high damage per bullet weapons will flinch more than low damage per bullet weapon. Okay, so dynamic sway reduction seems to be one of the most under mistered perks in the game can you explain a little bit about how that works well yeah it seems pretty simple to me that average sway reduction starts working as soon as you start firing each subsequent shot improves its effects aka increasing accuracy and stability until it maxes out that's around 20 shots so high rpm weapons get maximum benefits more quickly than low rpm weapons the perk deactivates as soon as you stop firing so even if you're missing your target you're still gaining the benefits of the gun of the perk, even if you're not hitting anything. You just gotta hold down the trigger. That's much better than 
that improves accuracy and stability while continuously holding down the trigger, as the perk says. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to throw you a curveball. Whopper. So what, what exactly does box breathing do? Box breathing is not a whopper. It's pretty simple since day one. After being ADS, that is aiming down sights for 1.5 seconds without firing. Box breathing increases the precision damage multiplier of the weapon and increases the aim assist fall-off distance by 10%. It resets when you fire the weapon or leave ADS. And lastly, is there a way to estimate how much zoom decreases the effective cone angles? Absolutely. It's a simple math equation. Ask On most out. weapons, you can just divide... What? Ask Fallout. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. On most weapons, you can just divide the base cone angle by the zoom, a.k.a. 3 degrees base divided by 1.5 zoom equals 2 degrees. Zoom reduces the size of both aim assist and accuracy cones, which means you are more accurate at higher zooms but have a smaller aim assist radius. That being said, some weapons have additional scaling applied on top like sniper rifles with aim assist. Ooh, that was a lot of information to get through. That was it. They just kind of come to an abrupt halt on that. It's not like there's a closing statement of, oh, thank you very much for taking the time to read this, and and that that's it. The weapons team are out. It's just like, no, 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 that's it. That's the last question. We're now we're they're, moving on to TwitchCon. Their meeting ended. They all had to go, and that's it. That's all. So TwitchCon, come chill. The Bungie Foundation is heading to the sunny San Diego for TwitchCon 2022 from October 7th to October 9th. Oh, so it's nearly over and done with. So by the time you hear this, it's over and done with. You've either been or you haven't been like us because we don't get invited places because they're not sociable enough. Either that or it's in my backyard and I don't know about it and I just don't go. <laughs> is San Diego in your backyard? No, but there's been a lot of things that have happened here in Florida related to Destiny that I didn't know about. So if you did stop by, you can get the exclusive Bungie Foundation TwitchCon pin as well as the brand new Destiny emblem. And I did hear if you have been, there's a lot of YouTubers out there asking if you want, give them the code. And I don't know if they'll give you favors for it. I believe Fallout said that there was favors involved. So there you go. If you did get one, contact Fallout. I'm, I'm sure he will... Um, appreciate it and um yeah that that's that there's uh there's things going on but those have already happened by the time you hear this so we're not going to tell you about them it would have been nice to know this ahead of time like maybe in last week's twelve, when there was nothing that that nothingness of a twelve that we filled with festival of the lost this would have been interesting to know because yeah. you know respawn may have been in san diego and we could have told him go to san diego and get these then we can give them out to our, you know, listeners. But no, it's too late because he's now at home. He's he's stuck in the swamplands. Well, I was in New York anyway, not San Diego. I know you were, but, but you could have been. <laughs> there could have been a New York. I sure hope that New York something could have happened as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be nice to know if you know if you're doing like a special stream. Tell me a week in advance. Let me put it on my calendar because maybe I won't look and, and read this thoroughly the moment the twelve drops, especially since I've collapsed from reading all of that weapons review or weapons Q and A. <laughs> I, I I saw oh. pictures and just stopped reading. I fell over at that point. Oh, well, you're going to have to pick yourself back up because it's Parody's player support report time. 
We are ruffian for a bruising. Yes, we are. So the team is back in action once again. Maybe not as much action as a weapons team, but the team is uh, you know, currently working on a few things and has a status update on some open investigations and the known issues. They do what they do well, so I'm going to go ahead and stop talking. Although I'm going to keep talking and let them do their thing. I'm yeah. talking. Like, yeah. Someone will talk. It, it's all us. So here, here's a report. Uh, the future of Destiny 2 on Stadia. Not, not looking good. So there isn't a future. while we have nothing to announce today, <laughs> we have been in active discussions about the future of Destiny 2 Stadia accounts since Stadia's announcement last week that they will be shutting down in January 2023. Once we have a plan of action, we will share more details with in-game messages, trial posts, emails, and tweets from Bungie Help. Um, there is, you know, they direct you basically to the Stadia shutdown FAQ. So yeah, if you if you are have cross-played to Stadia, you don't need to worry about it. If, if, if you create your character on anything not on Stadia, you're good. You just won't be able to play on Stadia. This is primarily for folks who have created their account primarily on Stadia, because remember, with cross-save, you're cross-saving from wherever your Guardian was first created. And if you said Stadia is that place, then your Guardian is in deep, deep peril January 2023 when Stadia goes away. Now, a question for you two, because you're kind of in IT and things. Is it just as simple as uh, Google giving Bungie access to those accounts like on a server or something and saying well if you take responsibility for these you know just take them and then you can do with them as is and if somebody wants to then migrate that to another platform to then play on they have that to access no no it's a completely different platform with completely different programming behind it and it's not going to be that easy what, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to give uh bungie the the template for the players right and then Bungie is going to have to uh, use that template to change it from whatever source code or base code that uh, Stadia is using to their own source code slash base code. So, yeah, it's just... It, it can be done, but it's a complicated process. Yeah, yeah I mean, what they're going to have to do is basically say, this is the Guardian's name, this is what they look like, this is the gear that they have, this is their stats. You know, they're going to have to give everything about that Guardian's account and then... The oh. Bungie is going to have to recreate that character in their format on their platform. Well, that's the thing. Bungie has all that information. The yeah, question, the say. question is more since since this was Bungie's limitation of you know we'll we'll let you cross save and cross play from your we'll call it your home platform, but they have never given us the ability to migrate that. Like you know, I started on Xbox. If Microsoft goes out of business and I need to buy a PlayStation or a PC. I would then need to, you know, migrate that character from his home on Xbox over to another platform. What is that process? Because that's basically what we're doing is we're saying, you know, you know, Bungie knows everything about the Guardian. It's their game. They they know what you have in your gear and all that stuff. But you were created but on Stadia. So how can you create, take that Stadia created Guardian and put them somewhere else? They're trying to figure out what does that piece look like and how does that migration yeah. work? And, and will that mean, if they figure this out, will that mean that, They'll bring this into the game to say, hey, you can migrate any you know, character from platform to platform maybe once a year or you know, some extra limitations because it does not seem like a small task. But right now, it's they've got a deadline of between now and January 2023. How do we get these players out before they are deleted forever? Saying that, though, wasn't there the, the migration from Battle.net to Steam when that all kind of changed, when they s split from Activision? Wasn't there a, a migration period where you could migrate where you created it on Battle.net to 
Steam, I think it was, wasn't it? Yes, but it's it's still PC. It's still a PC platform. It's still a, it's still the assumption of you're playing this game on okay. a Windows computer. Or okay, so it is a little bit more kind of complicated than that. Yeah, I mean, it's still it's still Windows to Windows. It's just basically what are you licensed through? You know, you know that that code of when you download Destiny Two, whether it's from Steam or Epic or Activision, it's still code to run on a Windows computer. That does not change. This is a something something running on whatever micro or whatever Google's cloud infrastructure is to then, you know, running this on whatever. Yeah, it's it's complicated and they will hopefully figure it out between now and uh, January. Or maybe work out a deal with Google to say, hey, let's keep these things up and running enough until we can figure this out. Or maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I'm sure it was not something Bungie had in their end of year plans of, all right, we're looking at the lightfall, looking at the things ahead. Oh, by the way, we have to figure out this whole Stadia thing since we you know put a huge investment into this platform that Google now says, nah, we're bored with it. Google, yeah. I I don't see why Google would do that. Google's got Google hemorrhages money, even even at a negative net value, they we could keep this up and running. I know it's just it's yeah, a... but Google gets bored. And actually, I've actually seen a couple of people from not again not to go into the rabbit hole. People talking about why Google's culture is so much spin it up and forget it is it's all performance based. It's all people leading projects, launching projects, and getting the kudos and the raises and the performance bonuses from that, and then moving on. So that's why Google starts a thousand new things and doesn't really long term support many of them. Google cares about search. That's it. Everything else is potentially on the shopping block. But that's why you see a lot of, oh, we're going to do this big announcement and throw a bunch of money and a big splashy launch. Great. Now I've got my performance review. Now I and the rest of the team who did that have moved on and moved up. Now whoever's left to run it is whoever's left to run it. And then we shut it down in a couple the of intern, years when we get yeah. bored. We, we left the intern in charge and they haven't been able to maintain it. But it, I mean, Bungie are probably in the same place as other people that you said last week were saying, well, we're launching our game next month it, we, or we've got a, a game coming on Google Stadia in December. Bungie were probably focused on getting Lightfall out on Stadia as well as all the other platforms that they kind of cover. And now that this spanner has been thrown in the works, it's like we've got to kind of do something really quickly. So maybe one of the teams that was working on bugs is now over there trying to fix what Google has done. So, Respawn, you need to blame Google. Vent your frustration at Google. I've come to that conclusion for you. So, just go and focus it over there. And what, what I'm going to focus on is the tower performance update because to el- oh, eliminate yes. performance issues in the tower, they've just, you know, reduced the population cap to 20 players to um, while they un- investigate the underlying causes, which seems to be working. When you're in the tower, you can actually access your menu without going for a, a, a short drink or a run before the menu comes up. The first time players focus a season of plunder weapon each week with the double perk weapon spoils pirate crew upgrade active. The focus weapon will now also drop with the deep sight resonance. Hunters, your Falcon update. A fix for the Falcon. Hunter Exotic has been identified and is scheduled to ship out in mid-October. So hopefully by it's been identified. So we we've like. we figured out the fix has been identified, now we just have to, you know, get it into the sprint planning, test it, get it yeah. out the door. So how's it gonna change it by the time we get it though? We'll see. So hopefully by Festival of the Lost in October 18th, maybe it'll drop around that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, other known issues is when you're focusing the Herod C auto rifle in Drifter's inventory, it is incorrectly listed as a 600 RPM weapon instead of a 360 RPM weapon. Herod C, 
Gamma Dollar Rifle, 360. Power loading times have been increased for all players because they've capped it to 20 people. Players are losing the Brand Claimer buff even when the timer is still active in the War Priest Challenge in the King's Fall Raid. Interacting with the Callous Statue buttons too quickly in the Duality Dungeon can soft lock players from progressing forward in the activity. Speaking of dungeon bugs, players are unable yep. to upgrade the Witch Queen Deluxe Edition on the Epic Game Store. This issue should be solved by the time you're hearing the show. And Rivet can become invincible in the Last Wish Raid, where players are unable to damage her in certain situations. One of the things that needs to be here is in that same dungeon that you were just talking about, even if all three players are within the circumference of the bell and you ring the bell, the dungeon can still sometimes kill everybody as though they weren't in the bell's range. Players can sometimes die when transporting into the Nightmare Realm in the Duality Dungeon. It is interesting which things they put in the Twelve each week and which are just, you know, known issues, which, as always, we'll link you to the known issues page, as Bungie does, because there are many more known issues. It's just here is the collection we decide to highlight. We, as Bungie, decide to highlight this week. And now, Night Demon, tis but a scratch. <laughs> Did you watch that video? <laughs> I've watched that video many times. It is superb. That's funny. Oh god, I love Monty Python, and then to put a Titan there instead—that was funny. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. so, so the scene of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where one character is racing toward the castle in the distance, and it's like you know running closer, running closer, and then all of a sudden they're there. Replace that character with an Arc Juggernaut Titan, and you have the movie. Yeah, like, it's perfect. <laughs> Just took him out. <laughs> Uh, and the other one, Don't Wake Me Up. It's it's a montage of one guy doing cool stuff in PvP. Is it impressive? It, the, the editing is more impressive than what he actually did. But it looks cool if you want to give it, if you're a montage kind of guy. It's, it's not bad. Montages are fun. You have a bunch of art. You have, and this is, this is how all Titans should look, in my opinion. If you don't look like the demon version of Saint 14, are you really a titan? That that ornament for the Helmet C14 is perfect, and I love that they did that. Well, but look at the rest of the armor. Do you, can you guys do you have the rest of this armor like this, or is it just? I know I know you have the helmet, the but butt, do you have that? The butt armor? cape definitely. I don't know about the chest and the arms. Hard to say. The butt cape, yes. The helmet, yes. I don't know about the rest of it. I can't quite tell what it is. It doesn't look totally. You know, it doesn't look super familiar. And yeah, more art, more loveliness. And uh, yeah, that's wrapping our 12 Tastic Adventure. Uh, hopefully, they have left us with good information that we have all enjoyed. There's pretty pictures of lovely creatures, and we're inching closer to the Festival of the Lost with all of its spookiness. Bring out the mask, Guardians. It's almost that time once more. They'll have more info later in a later 12 about the Festival of the Lost. But for now, drink that water, prioritize that self care, and remember to always lead with your kindest foot forward. Until next time, friends, I should go hippie. Oh, we did it. We made it to the end of the twab. To the end of the twab. But you know, that isn't the end of the show when we reach the end of the twab. Yeah, because I still have to do this Shibuya doing. This week it feels like, though. It feels like, oh, take a breath, take a drink, and, and we've made it. We've made it to the end of this massive twab with all of our weapon Q&A. I'm tired. I might need a nap before we continue. Well, before that, we have a Respawns Report Roundup. 
Bungie Help says the team has configured a potential fix for an issue where players could inadvertently die after ringing the bell on the conquest of the Duality Dungeon. Hey, there it is. We are targeting our October 18th patch to release it and will provide further updates here when available. PSA, that means... Public service announcement. That one. Impersonating a community artist in an attempt to receive an emblem via help ticket can result in your account being banned. That's just petty. Please review our terms and service code of conduct for more details. Do not steal art. Do not steal identities. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Ooh, not, and oh, before you move on, come on. Yeah. Before you before you move on, yeah. where they're saying that they are targeting an October 18th patch to release certain issues. Do we think that is the mid-season pass that we're going to get with the weapon stuff? Because, you know, Season of the Lost... Does sorry, it make sense? Season of the Lost yes. is coming then. <laughs> no. Does it make sense for that to be the mid-season? Yeah. It is it actually well. going to be the mid-season? Eh? Could be. <laughs> I, I, uh, Bungie I said... Yes, right before Vessel yeah. just launches... Uh, but uh, Destiny Bulletin says Bungie says the Divinity nerf has been in discussion internally for months, but other changes took priority. I love how they put these in quotes. I feel the same way. Uh, Liana Rupert says, Hi, this change on Div has been discussed internally for months. Other changes took priority. That is all. When Salt said anything, we immediately went, Oh no, because we knew that the assumptions would be. We have also clearly explained that. Well, you're right. That is the assumptions. And shut up, Bungie. Uh, d- ooh, that. Uh, DMG says, if I had a dollar for every time the team was working on a fix or a change before a given player started talking about it on social media, I'd have a lot of dollars. Like, enough to buy 50 Happy Meals. Speaking of Happy Meals here in America, Squirrel! They're coming out with adult Happy Meals that come with a toy. They're How really sad is that? Have you, have you seen the stupid things? Yes. I, but that's the question. That's so is, sad. Is it 50 adult Happy Meals or is it 50 Happy Meals for kids? Because I'm sure there's a price difference. There, there has to be. Either way, it's still a lot of time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the, the, rest of, the rest of Twitter and social media this week was basically we're unhappy about divinity or some other weapon or come see me at twitchcon slash sorry i won't be at twitchcon that, <laughs> right? that, that's your report roundup <laughs> uh i got tears in my eyes i can't read anymore anyway all right well if you can't read anymore it, no what Before, tips tricks builds and guys oh, oh the, the after class video the after class video okay oh, uh I, I I, what never mind what no, I was going to say, it's time for my tips, tricks, guides, and builds. Right. But now it's time for That's why I was bringing it up. trick, guide, and build. It's, no, yeah, no, no. You, told me to, you told me specifically about that video, if it was good enough. Turn, turn us and a, I say yes and no. Turn us a trick. Okay. okay. Uh, for, for what it does, it's really good, but he's making himself the priority with this build. He's given himself, you know, a way to keep himself alive, which is really good for Warlock, right? Keeping yourself alive. But the, the thing that I was talking about is you can use the glaive, the gauntlets, and the submachine gun on any build, and it works great. I use it with the well, because a warlock in the raid still has to give a well to its teammates, right? So you can use it with the well with the same effectiveness that Astrocross was using, 
and just give yourself a healing grenade if you ever find yourself in one of those uh-oh moments, right? But uh, did it answer the question that you asked about the glaive working? Uh, what do you mean? I didn't ask a question. I said the hunters need that. What question did I ask? I pulled out my Austria Shriga and I have like a 180-round magazine, and I was like, I don't remember using this gun that much, right? So I'm wondering if Necrotic Griffs and Glaive Increase its magazine size? Question mark? I don't remember asking a question. I just said I want the hunters to have that. And I was jealous that the warlocks do. You asked a question whether, like, the glaive... Was it the... Something was interacting with the glaive to make it um, overload or something? Oh, the magazine. No, I didn't, yeah. see him, I didn't see him address that question. Well, that was why I said go and check that out. And does it address that question? I did not see him address it. Okay, fair enough. So I'll move on to my tip tricks, guys and bills, unless you guys have got other videos that you want people to look at. Okay. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Jay has a sword expert reacts to Destiny 2 swords. Very fun and interesting video. Go and check that out. Then we have Fallout Plays with his beat any Grandmaster in Destiny 2 this season. Here's how and when. And I, you know... I, the first part is kind of self-explanatory, but then he kind of goes into weapons and builds, which I kind of got into, which was quite interesting. So if you're looking for some help on that, Fallout has his video. But then Astacross also has his video for most potential Grandmaster Nightfield builds, which kind of build onto the Fallout one with the weapons and things. So those two will kind of be put in our Grandmaster section below in our show notes with... Every single Grandmaster that you can do this season with a guide from Astacross. So those will also be linked in our show notes. I caught a really interesting video this mm. week from Esoteric. You've probably picked up on this one, um, Parody. Overload Bow mod increases Le Monarch damage. So Le Monarch has Overload intrinsic on it. But did you know it gives it a 25% damage increase if you have the mod on your gauntlets as well? I didn't, I wasn't aware of this. And it also helps proc the overloads. You know, sometimes when you shoot things and you're like, why isn't this procking? It yeah. also boosts the stat of the overload actually triggering on the, like the enemy that you're shooting as well. And uh -huh. Esoteric has a really cool video going over that. It's also important yeah. when you're running Nightfalls and you're trying to use an exotic weapon, make sure it doesn't <laughs> say be the wish ender with an intrinsic anti-barrier and you're thinking you're going to overload some champions with your overload bow mod because it does not work the intrinsic will override the thing you have on so if you're trying to struggle through the final part of the glassway with your friends night demon and blue screen 42 and you you and blue screen both thought you were so smart with your wish ender bows and left poor night demon mm -hmm. as the only one to stun overloads it does not go as well as you may think and you know, no, always make fun of me about not listening to the show. We have discussed that very same issue when Intrinsic Perks first came out on Exotics. No, but I, blame, I blame Blue Screen. I blame Blue Screen for this. Back. Respawn, I blame Blue Screen for this because Blue Screen led him down a path that he followed. Mm -hmm. He, he, tried, to lead me down, he lead, tried to lead me down the path of following his Wish Ender Bow loadout. I said, no. I'm going to take in a machine gun with overload and I'm yeah. going to take in this and I'm going to take in this. And I went in as my own self parody copied and pasted. Mm -hmm. And it was their fault 
that they didn't have overload. It was then my fault because I was the only person doing overloads. Yeah. No, no, I, I did that, but what I'm saying is if anybody's going to be led astray, it's the guy that doesn't usually remember stuff. Parody, especially with you in the party, should have known better. Look, I didn't know he'd been coerced until we actually got halfway through and I was the only one able to stun the champions. Mm -hmm. okay. And then we thought we could brute force it, but we couldn't. But mm. then we tried the trick at the end where if you... How do we do it, Parody? It you was just... If you're in a if you're in a nightfall, say a master level nightfall with lots of content, and you say, you know, it'd be nice to switch things out. Whoever is not your party leader could just go to orbit, switch their things out, and come right back in. We've had to do that a few times when you run out of ammo. Same thing. You go to orbit, you come back, you get more heavy. Yeah. So yeah, just yep. just just be mindful of who is the party leader and don't take the entire party to orbit. <laughs> or, or, you don't do that. Or no, 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 but it's just you know. Oh, yeah. A couple times they have to say, hey, Blue, you're the leader now, so don't go to orbit. <laughs> when you hang yeah, off, still, make sure you tell someone. For Not today, obviously, because I've been doing the show with you guys, but yesterday and the day before, all I've been doing is farming Master, because I'm only I'm one light level off from Grandmaster. Mm. But I've been farming Master, and I've got like, I don't know, 50-something? Not shards, the the... The gold, they, they look like shards, but they're not called shards, right? They look like hearts and prisms. Thank you, the prisms. I've got like 50 something prisms. You know how many yeah. golf balls have dropped? None. One, two. two. There you go. That's enough. That's two. enough golf balls. No! I need you, like you, eight. <laughs> how, many, how many golf balls can you have in your inventory at one given time? Ten. Okay. Just make sure you hadn't, because I, I like to do that too. Uh, try to farm for a thing that I've hit the cap on and go, whoops. Yeah, but if you if you hit the cap, it goes to your postmaster anyway. Yes. So you can have 10 on yourself and then 10 in your postmaster. Change over to a different character, have 10 in that postmaster. Change over to the next character, have 10 in the uh, postmaster for that. And the same for the prisms as well. You can have 50 on your inventory, 50 in your postmaster for each character. Yeah. I'm almost maxed out on prisms, which has never happened to me before. And I've only got two gobbles. Two. I do like eight, armor. dude. I have so many exotic armor pieces on my hunter that need to be masterworked, and I can't get golf balls to drop. Anyway, getting back to my videos, because that's what people are really here for. And a little <laughs> bit of a few tips. So, Fallout plays. Hey, also is there a tip on getting more golf balls? Yes. Play the Grandmasters. Especially <laughs> this week, because it's double drops. Anyway, Fallout plays has no time to explain versus the BXR55 Battler versus the Peace of Mind. And what's the best pulse rifle? Well, I'm going to leave Fallout to tell you that. And not Respawn. Respawn's not jumping in to tell you. Because I'm going to tell you about Cool Guy's video on the Brigand's Law sidearm and why he's crafted two, two versions of it. Now, this is going back to what we were saying, that it would be handy if you didn't have to craft two, because if you had the ability to unlock the other perks with just using the materials. But he's crafted two that he wants to tell you about this week. So go and check out his video. Good for PvE, not necessarily for PvP. Astacross came up with a thing that I agree with, dude. If you've bought the perk for your gun already. Now, not every gun. Like, if you bought if you bought Firefly, you don't get Firefly on every gun. But on that gun, Firefly is unlocked permanently, no questions asked. Right? Mm -hmm. And if you then want to go back and change it to, like, a PvP role, and you unlock all the PvP stuff, right? You buy that stuff, sure. But then it should be unlocked permanently. And from this point forward, you should be able to craft that gun with all the perks that you already have unlocked 
free of cost. That's what they answered in one of the Q and A's. I know they did. They don't want to do it, but they need to. Okay. So Kimber Prime this week has the Gaze Amaze Triumph for the King's Full Raid for Golgoroth, if you're interested. One minute. It's only a minute long. There you go. Definitely Deacon approved. So that will be in our show notes under the raid. And then we have the best sniper in Destiny 2 for the PvE side from the Muthu. Muthu? That's, that's the one. So if you're interested in the best mid or bad, he's got a 13-minute video on those. And then finally, Time Sausage Gaming has the Destiny 2. Do you want to see any shader on primary exotics? Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. And he has a, a video of how to do that. It's pretty simple. But if you haven't been here for that amount of time and you just want to see what it's like to have a shader on it, even though you can't actually put the shader on it, you just want to have a look at the lovely colors. Time Sausage Gaming Channel has a video for you for that. Yeah, why is it that we can we can shade armor but not weapons? You, you, you can sort of shade weapons. Yeah. No, no, no. On exotic weapons, you, you can't the, put a shade the, on them. The exotics they've said, they want the exotics to stay exotic. So that's why, like, you can't do ornaments except for a few. Like, they want the exotics to be identifable as exotics. They've said that in the past I get that. where they wanted to be sort of recognizable. So maybe that extends to the shaders or it's just on that big list of to-dos and some... YouTuber will say, why can't you do this? And then it'll come out and everyone will say, oh my God, thanks. You made this happen for us. Yeah, for real. YouTube, why don't you do something beneficial for us? Well, actually, I guess that's as across did. So. As we're talking about more YouTubers video. say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So just before we go this week, there's a couple of other things I want to kind of cover. Yeah. So number one is my stream that I do every Wednesday, 10 a.m., to 2 p.m. in the UK, Greenwich Mean Time. Which I'm is if... 4 a.m. Eastern. Uh, 3 a.m. Central. 5 a.m. Pacific. 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Eastern, which is 10 a.m. in Greenwich Mean Time, because we're only five hours apart. Yeah? <laughs> cool. So you can drop in, say hello. If you need any help, I am there to help any Guardian in need. Again, can't promise that we'll be able to get through doing a raid. Or, I mean, I can do we can do dungeons. Dungeons are fine. Nightfalls. I'm up to Grandmaster level, so I'm I'm ahead of respawn there. So if anybody needs some help in Grandmasters, again, I can't guarantee that we'll get through it, but we can always grab somebody else. Hopefully, my friend Blue Screen will be around and to the power level to give us a hand. But I'm there to help. Uh, I just sit and go through the story for the the week. But if you need some help, I can drop that at the drop of a hat and come and help you with whatever you need to do. So come and check me out. I'm on YouTube and Twitch at the same time. Two Titans and a Hunter. So the other thing that I wanted to go over, apart from the stream, is multiple charity streams upcoming that we're going to try and host. And this is to do with a charity that we've been asked to help support in the UK from We Noble. It's called Andy's Man's Club. And Respawn is going to tell us about it. All right. So there are multiple charity streams incoming yeah details about the charity we are supporting yeah the charity is called andy's what 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 that was just me saying and i've just put what it's called that's fine uh the charity is called andy's man club it is a men's mental health charity based in the uk winnable meaning win noble 
would love our help raising money for this men's mental health charity to try to help men who are struggling as suicide rates in many climb worldwide. He thinks it's important we stand together to show support to one another and to beat the stigma and show we are all here for one another, which is very true, especially when it comes to military. It's a, suicide rate is, inc is incredibly high when it comes to military veterans. He himself has suffered with mental health for many years and found peace in destiny, assisting people reach goals they never thought they would reach. Therefore, Winnable is looking for as many people as he can find to help them get dungeon exotics such as Wishender, Xenophage, Galahorn, Galahorn Catalyst, etc. So if you're interested in that, his name is Winnable. I really wish you to put his hashtag in here so we could give that out so people can friend him. Well, the, the thing is, if you guys want any help getting any of this stuff, if you get in contact with us, we can kind of put you on a list and then work out times when we can do streams to help people out and get more people involved to donate some money towards doing the charity streams. So this is hopefully going to be coming up in the next, I'd say, month. Hopefully, I'm going to be doing the stream with my kids in the uh, half-term break to help raise money for the charity. So you, if you want to see me guide two like 10-year-olds through a raid or a dungeon and want to sponsor us to get through each encounter and things like that, but that would be much appreciated. All the money that we raise will be going straight to the Andy's Men's Club. But again, we will release more information as we can kind of do it. But we just thought we'd kind of get it out there to you guys this week so you know it's in your minds. Or even if you're not listening this week, in a couple of weeks when you do actually manage to download and listen to the show, you know that it's going to be upcoming. So we want to let you know way ahead of time that we're going to be doing stuff for charity rather than Bungie tell you like two or three days beforehand and go, oh, by the way, we were raising money for a charity. Yep. We want to let you know now. Hey, pity if you miss Tell me how to set up a charity stream. I'll do it. <laughs> you do the stream. You do the stream. We'll sort out the money bit. Well, I, I don't know how to start the. Somebody, I don't know how to start the charity. Somebody bit. send respawn a link on how to do a charity stream on Twitch. Yeah. Or yeah. or send him a let me Google that for you for how to set up charity stream on Twitch, <laughs> and he can click it and it'll Google it for him. Then he will learn all the things. All of the things. So hopefully we will be streaming this on the Two Titans channel over on YouTube and Twitch at the same time. And hopefully there'll be no swearing from Respawn if we give him access to the channel. Ideally, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to try. I'm, I'm going to legit try. Because yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, because you have the channel set up as 18, uh, for, for everybody, right? And I don't want yes. YouTube to start demonetizing or, or hitting you with infractions because I can't watch my mouth. <laughs> So, yeah, it should be a kid-friendly, happy-go-lucky stream. I would like yep. nothing more than to sponsor and see you take your children through a dungeon. Yo, I really, I really want to be on a team. Oh, my God, my headphones shut off. I really want to be on a team with, uh, with Phoenix. <laughs> well, if you would like to see that, if you would like to see Respawn and his adopted son be on a raid team <laughs> and infuriate me the other way around, then, you know, tune in. Also again, we'll let you know the, the details and the times. Hopefully, because it's in the school holidays, I don't mind him staying up. So maybe at a good time, like UK, maybe 10 p.m. In America, it's like 5, 8, 5 p.m. So it's kind of a, 
an average time to for people to come and watch us. That would be excellent. Oh yeah, when we figure out those details, we will share them. And yeah, I, I mm-hmm. this needs to happen. Um, and then couple couple last few things as we get to the to the end of our massive massive twelve show. The first thing is if you are going for for Grandmasters this week. Our rotation is up for the Light Blade Strike with the Mindbender's Ambition as the weapon reward. Your champions will be Anti-Barrier and Unstoppable with Arc and Solar Shields. And this is one of our many, many Arc Strikes with the bonus damage dealt being 25% more Arc and the extra damage received from Arc being 50%. So Light Blade, Mindbender's Ambition, Shotgun, Anti-Barrier, and Unstoppable Champions. Is our Grandmaster of the Week? Has there been a, a Grandmaster or an I follow any of those where you had Unstoppable and Overload and not Shield? I feel like Shield is in every single one, and they just alternate between Unstop and 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 Overload. Possibly, just like all of them are Arc except for the one that was up this week. Yeah, last way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love how everybody's got solar shields this week, and it's void burn. That's helpful. Survivability, my Teamwork friend. makes the dream work. Survivability. Just like it's also important to survive when you, too, have a wonderful team of patrons behind you. And if you wish to join okay. the vaunted collection of patrons that I, you know, we, we list you many lovely things on the patreon.com slash TTH of things we'll actually give you, which is mostly our love and affection and support and, uh, you know, secret channel to talk smack in. But we will also give you maybe, you know, a lovely little icon, a logo of your name with our lovely neon style for you to use however you see fit, wherever you see fit. So if you see, you know, Zep Orbit or the T-Rex King, Scarlet Cam or Dedicated Wham 64 on the world rocking a lovely neon themed logo of their name, you too should head over to the Patreon and you too can get yourself a fancy logo as well as to start undying love and support and um, super secret Discord link. And if you do, if you do join us as a lovely patron, you lovely, lovely human beings, please, for all of my sanity, link your Discord to the Patreon. One, because it will get you into our Discord at discord.twotitansandhunter.com. But two, it will also tell me who you are. Otherwise, all I have is your real name. I'm really trying not to read your real name out as a thank you on the stream or on the podcast, but sometimes if you leave me no choice, that's what we have to do. We have to we have to thank could, you for whoever you happen you to be. Just not say say thank you to Dave, whoever Dave is. I, I, is it Dave? I could say thank what, you. What's to Dave. their first name? You could say you could say their first name. This is true. Although you guys have some real lovely first names. Like I don't think we have a Dave. We have we have wonderful phenomenal names because our patrons only have the finest of names and the finest of taste what? in shows. Well, who is the who is the person that you're missing? Well, I'm not missing missing anybody. I am missing. We have some other lovely patrons, who we also have our unlike loving yeah, our undying love and affection for, such as you know Golden God and Peepee Pipe. We have wonderful patrons out there in the world. Did you do We Noble? I Win Win Noble. I did do We. Well, I did not do We Noble. We Noble as well. I yep. should just update the Patreon to say we're going to thank all of you versus trying to find the list where it keeps track of it for me because I am not good at this. Yeah, we're going to have to get a bit more professional on this. Seeing as we're taking a professional stance of streaming and doing YouTube and podcasting and Patreoning and stuff. We we are not good at things. You've heard us if you've heard us try to read things. We're not good at this. But but yeah, but as always, thank you guys for, you know, 
enjoying us and or tolerating us what well, either way we're good either way and supporting us yeah, yeah with, with your support we appreciate it we appreciate you and uh yeah we're looking looking forward to making making more lovely things happen and uh brainstorming more ways to give you all wonderful things for supporting us because we really appreciate the heck out of it indeed and i think uh what we don't appreciate is not having any lore so i'm going to say thank you for joining us your titans your parody and night demon your hunter is no one response in real life you should email the show at twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com. We're on Twitter at two, two titans underscore hunter. That's the number two. We are on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, really everywhere, two titans and a hunter. Put into a search box, you'll find us. Find your favorite guardians dancing in the tower, trying out their best pirate voices, and wondering, when will that next red border weapon finally drop for me? You should listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, when they seem fit to publish it. And everywhere fine podcasts are sold. Watch the show on YouTube. We're on there at Two Titans and a Hunter. You can go to twotitansandahunter.com and you can find our lovely show and everywhere else we go. If you want to join the Otter Dance Troop, threaten us with a good time, or you're seeking Deacon's approval, and really, who isn't? You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash TTAH. And as a reminder, Night Demon streams every Wednesday morning, wee early morning for the U.S. at two times at uh, twitch.tv slash twotitansandahunter. And respawn streams at twitch.tv slash no one response in real life. Um, really, if you just go to two times at a hundred, it's linked from there because you have to type in NO number one respawns in real life, all spelled out. So you know where to find him. And I stream um, intermittently sometimes, but I can get away with it. Still working on a plan for that. <laughs> but that's uh, that's our song. That's our dance. That's our show. And uh, that's any it. Any other closing thoughts? If not, we'll talk to you fine folks next week. Deuces. Stop stealing my deuces. I get deuces. You don't get deuces. My deuces was a question. He deuced first. Oh, yeah. In that case, deuces! Exactly. You've been deduced. There's a seemingly endless line of badass gadgets our guardian, in our Guardian's arsenal. Our weapons team has been t talking... Oh my god, please read! <laughs> you can't count it yourself for this. Oh! This is actually and I fall and read at once. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm staring at a wall on the nightfall now. Uh, our weapons team has been taking... Can you stop banging the mic <sighs> while, you're, while you're speaking? <laughs>